is Wednesday, my dudes. Welcome to a very special episode of Off the Crossbar podcast. Uh, as you can uh, as you can hear there, the heavenly gates have uh, opened up, Linz. Uh, Linz and I were actually part of a top secret podcasting special ops team over this past week. So you know we you may have missed an episode. It wasn't actually due to our technical uh, limitations, Linz. No, no. <laughs> Um, we're on Spotify now, guys. Yep, uh, Spotify, you know, they put up a good fight, but, you know, we've, we've entered the heavenly gates and we are now on Spotify, finally, wins. Yeah, it's been a bit of a, um, a mission to get there, which was the, the inspiration behind that introduction, but um, very happy to get into it today with a very good episode in front of us, Jase. Yeah, um, also, guys, we are on Facebook, um, SoundCloud and iTunes, um, if you'd like to, you know, access... Um, us through any of those social media platforms um, but Linz again last episode before Christmas and the new year mate yeah it's been um, a very testing year the COVID year as we call it the, the 2020 it's been a, a battle for everyone but um, we've made it to the end yeah um, so with that we thought we'd um, we'd save our um, last guest for the year for, for this episode a very very special guest um, a two-times Musgrave Heart winner, a multiple premiership player, a prolific goal scorer. She makes defenders quiver with fear, and oh. she's uh, she's the uh, current Musgrave Women's Director, Linz. Talk about your introductions. Welcome, Brooke. Brooklyn. Yeah. Hello. 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 Hello.
Yeah, really well. Um, happy to be here. I've been uh, listening to the to the pods, uh, you know, over the last few weeks, and and was looking forward to getting on. So glad that uh, you know holiday period coincides with um, you guys being able to to lock me into this. So. Yeah, um, I'm glad you picked up on that. You know, obviously we are, you know, entering into our our holidays for for most of our listeners out there. We'll obviously be on holidays as well so you know whilst you're sipping on a mojito you know suntanning next to the pool or eating your absolute weight in food <laughs> this is the podcast for you because you know we've we've purposely um put a bit of effort into this one and we're we're going to allow this podcast to run a bit longer than normal is yeah not that we don't put effort into them all but this <laughs> this one <laughs> this one is a, a extremely special one for us we've been trying to get brooke for a little while and this was this was the opportunity um, so yeah, big thanks to Brooke for coming in and yep. yeah, looking forward to a very enjoyable podcast and interview coming up. Yeah. So look, today's podcast will run, um, as follows. So part one, we're going to hit up Brooke with a few, um, you know, a few questions for her to tackle and she may have a couple of questions for us as well. Linz. Yep. Um, part two, you've got a, yet another game to, um, to have a bit of fun with. Yeah, I've got another little Perla planned, so really going to test Brooke out with this one and maybe you listeners as well. Yep. Um, Div 2 themed, so Div 2 girls, listen up. Yeah, can't wait for that one. And uh, finally, part three, our goals themed part. We're going to chat a bit about the uh, the Schnackers. Yeah, our Schnackers team, which we're all lucky to be part of and um, very much enjoying that. How, how are you finding the Schnackers inclusion, Brooke? Oh, Brooke. yeah. I've been waiting for the call up. Last, <laughs> you know, I had some some cameos over the last couple of years, um, but happy to be on the inner. Yep. Of, of the Schnackers. Oh, it's an inner sanctum. It is. <laughs> and you know, I think even if I have a bad season, <laughs> you can. You unfortunately, can. once you're in, you're in. So, <laughs> sorry, guys. Oh, brilliant. <laughs> yeah, really Love loving. It. Really loving. Um, getting the chance to, to play with you guys. You know, I know that we spend a lot of time together throughout the year, but I've said to Jason before as well, actually being on the field with the two of you, um, not being coached by you, I actually find it um, really great to to hear your feedback about what I've done or your, your you know, positive instructions or, you know, just saying I did something well or anything like that like I'm really enjoying it from that perspective because I don't always or don't really get the chance to get feedback from you guys on a playing level so yeah, yeah. no I definitely oh, cool. can, can attest to that uh, there's definitely games um in recent recent weeks where I still I still remember a goal that you set me up for Brooks where I think you won the ball really high up on the pitch on the left hand side and um, obviously you worked hard to get there and I gave you a bit of communication saying that you had time to put your foot on the ball which you did and then finally as soon, as soon as someone went to shut you down I was on the other side of the, the half circle the D which you um, you know easily found found my feet and we I think it was our first goal of the game I think but um, yeah just things like that I think you've definitely picked up on quite quickly it's been really really fun to, to play on the same pitch as you you definitely Definitely a very good striker, not just obviously watching you from the sidelines, but now being involved in, you know, I guess the social league with goals. It's um, 
Yeah, quite fun, hey Liz. Yeah, you're doing well in your twilight years there, <laughs> Beat. So <laughs> that's you. that's awesome. For those playing along at home every time you hear twilight years, please take a drink of that. <laughs> we should you know, we should actually create a bingo game for our podcast listeners. Mm. Things that we we uh we say a lot mm. and um as soon as they hit a square they should, you know Take a drink. Take a drink. Not that we're promoting yeah. that sort of thing. <laughs> drink responsibly everybody, yeah. but <laughs> a good idea, Jace. Yeah. We'll look into that. Yeah. But um, yeah, I guess let's jump straight in, Linz. Yeah, let's get her into it. Beautiful. All right. Well, Brooks, we'll uh, hit you up with some questions. You ready to go? Um, yeah. <laughs> this was probably, you know, I got, I had a couple of times where Linz is like, oh yeah, and, you know, we've got some questions, and I'm thinking, oh god. He's like, yeah, and we've got heaps of questions for you because you know, there's so much so content. So much time, so so many things, and I'm like, I don't know. It's like. Some of those things should probably be left. <laughs> <laughs> Careful what you wish for, Liz. Yeah, right. Yep, no, too right. Yep. All right, all right. Well, let's get stuck in. So, um, Brooke, so in your role as um, Musgraves Women's Director, um, you know, what was the hardest thing you had to do um, in your role and why? So, I guess, how did this year compare to previous years for, you know, having um, tough conversations with players, having to make, you know, tough decisions? Mm-hmm. Yeah, for me, the hardest thing and, and you know I'm sure at other clubs it's done differently but for the hardest thing for me is the fact that I I do actually let the players who haven't made it um, know so um, I thought that was a bit easier for me to do it than have to have a coach um, you know uh, go to the player to say hey for whatever reason you haven't made it mm. um, and then that player sort of ask the the whys to the coach type thing so the last couple of years i definitely say that's been the hardest because part of my job or or something that i really like doing is is to make the new people feel comfortable and um to help them connect with musgrave and then to sever that connection Mm. so sorry you haven't made it yeah like yeah but you were nice to me (laughs) yeah 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 that is that is definitely the hardest thing. Yeah. <laughs> um, I I'd probably say although COVID happened this year, personally this year was probably easier than than last. Yep. You know, this Why year, that? I feel like this year, it was there was no ifs. It was this is how it's got to be. This is happening. This is the rule. These are the rules. This is what's happening. It's serious. This is what has to be done. Whereas. You know, if we look at last year, for instance, when surprise, let's flip the comps and yeah, and swap. You know, the twenty nineteen season. That's right. It just yeah. came sort of out of nowhere. We weren't prepared for it, and although we weren't prepared for COVID, we had that break where it became an, the norm, and and what we came back to, we knew if we wanted to come back, it was going to be quite strict. Yeah. So. I actually found this easy, this year easier than last. Okay. Um, I think because as the players as well, they knew what was expected of them. Yeah. Because it's worldwide. I yeah. guess with football Gold Coast, you know, taking the COVID pandemic quite seriously as well, mm-hmm. it took a lot of, you know, I guess those informal discussions with you know players on the fringes and stuff out of our hands, so to speak, because you could then just sort of fall back on and say, well, look, this is what football Gold Coast have asked. We need to stick to this. Mm-hmm. So yeah, yeah. In your time as um, Musgrave player B uh, and administrator, for that matter, 
What have you witnessed or experienced that are key factors to a successful season? Yeah, communication is the biggest one. And we spoke about that at the start of last season when you said, hey, I'm going to be the coach. And, mm. you know, if Brenton's on board and <clears throat> and I I don't know if you, you told me that to hope that I would say something after that. But my <laughs> response to that was, okay, well, I'm happy to be coordinator. Yeah. Um, but... But for us, it was we'd had years gone by that maybe communication lines weren't as open. Yeah. And things can fall apart quite quickly. So, mm. yep. Communication would be the biggest one. And I think one, another thing that Musgrave really, um, well, I think we pride ourselves on as a women's group is, you know, you could pick 15 Sam Kerrs, but if they aren't nice people, um, the team's probably not going to be a, it's a cause good more feel. Harm than good. So I think we've learned lessons previously as well that um, we want good people. Yeah. Um, we want good players, but we want good people. And what we've seen is that results in a great team dynamic. Yeah. Which then provides results. Yeah. And you can definitely see that in both squads, like not only Div Two, but you know the Div One girls as well. So outside of the training pitch and game nights. Um, you know, the girls are quite close outside of soccer and it's because, yeah, we, we have some really good people in, yeah. in both teams. Yeah, and I, I do mention that in pre-season, like when I'm meeting the new girls, um, you know, I'm very open to them um, because when I first meet them, I don't know if they're, you know, the best player we've ever seen. Yeah, yeah often that's the case. Um, yeah. We don't know. Um, so, but I am always quite open in saying, look, we want good people mm. we we and quite often I, I say it a bit bluntly but we if you're a bitch and a great player we don't want you yep. you're just not worth what um what that could mean for the rest of the team yeah no that's exactly right i couldn't agree more yep i'm bored with that yep um so brooke again as women's director so I guess, what's the negatives and positives you'd like to share with the listeners um, about working with the current team of coaches and committee? Yeah, so for this one, negatives, like straight away I think of a negative, but as soon as I think of it, it becomes a positive. So, huh. yeah. <laughs> it's a new age. whole lot of positives. <laughs> so, for me, the biggest negative would be that there's, dirt, there's certainly times that we butt heads so either something i've suggested or Lindsay might suggest which isn't we, always a rare occurrence it's a common thing people are going to have different that's right. opinions. yeah that's right yeah. um but i think the reason it's a positive is for instance like um like lundy Lindsay, myself and the committee have known each other for 10 years yeah and then obviously you know getting to know geordie this year and then i've got to know you over the last few years yeah um, we do know each other enough on a level that we, like, you know my personality. Yeah. You know, you know that if I don't agree with something, I'm going to bring it up. Yeah, but I guess the relationships that, you know, we have now, I guess you can sort of tell when you're sort of pushing the, the barrier or you're going over the line a little bit with certain people. You sort of know how far you can take the conversations yeah. before you sort of delve into the territory of where it becomes a bit of a verbal conflict. Is that, yeah, 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 and but I think the, because we've known each other for a while now and in this environment, before it gets to that point, because we do know each other, we find the common ground or we yeah. find the, mm. 
okay, maybe B's right. <laughs> um, or, you know, something like even with me in the committee. Yeah. You know, and I say it every year. We butt heads, but we butt heads because we care yeah. about what we're butting heads about. Yeah. You're both fighting for a common goal. Yeah. And it's, you want what's best for Musgrave. Yeah, that's right. And I think that's why, um, yes, we butt heads, but it's, it's quickly resolved. You know, I don't always get the resolution I want. I'm sure you don't or um, yeah. the committee don't, but we find a resolution um, because I think we've, we've worked that out over years that... Yeah, I also think there's also conversations that that, um, that sometimes we have where I go, okay, all right, so Brooks, she's really making a point here. This is a thing for her. I might come back to it later or, you know, maybe concede ground on that one. Yeah. Um, and I think we have know each other long enough now to understand when that point comes. Yeah. Um, so, yeah, I think that that would be... Very tricky, um, especially for someone new coming into the role. But, um, you know, that's, I suppose, a lucky place that we find ourselves in now. I certainly feel lucky um, uh, about our situation at the moment. So um, moving on, B, in in your opinion, does the either the role of a, a player or a women's director restrict you from doing the other? So, you know, what is the toughest thing about juggling both? And, you know, do you advise it? Can you do it? Oh, yeah, I, I definitely think you can do it, but I can only do it because I have your understanding. I have Lundy's understanding or, you know, Brenton's understanding. Like, um, you know, there's times that I'm signing up a new player and the warm-up has started. Or I yeah. miss training once a month for the monthly meeting. And that also comes down to that communication that we spoke about earlier and that has also broken down in the past where... I made the commitment when I took on this role to attend those monthly meetings because that's where in previous seasons the breakdown has been. Something, yeah. someone would go to the monthly meeting as a representative for the women's, but if something was said that didn't necessarily have anything to do with the women's, oh, well, I don't need to make note of that, or the girls don't need to know that. Yeah. Um, and then that's where something came up. Some things were coming up like, oh, well, why didn't we get told that? Or mm. why didn't we get offered that? Um, so, although I probably give too much information from what comes out of those meetings, I'd prefer to give everyone all of the information and then you decide what's relevant to you than for me to decide what content you would be interested in. Yeah, I think the committee really appreciate that as well. Um, and certainly from a coaching point of view, you know, we f- thrive and feed off information now. You know what we we take out of it is 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 up to us, but um, yeah, I think the committee would very much echo the thoughts of praise on on your approach there. Yeah, yeah, yeah. and there's there's you know there's definitely been times that I remember the last game of 2019, for instance. You guys had, I think maybe we had the early game, or we were kicking off round about the same time. Um, I missed the warm up because I was doing your team sheet. Yeah. So I don't know whether something happened and someone changed or something like that. Yeah. But I, personally, I played really well without the warm-up. So <laughs> maybe I should just May- feel, yeah. the, feel the warming up. <laughs> but, but, you know, there's certainly been times where I'm doing something as my, you know, coordinator role when I'm putting my boots on or, mm. you know, getting ready to do the warm-up or that sort of thing. So, yes, I think... Um, 
I am disadvantaged slightly player wise because I prioritize the director the role. The director role because, because that's to. everyone. You, have yeah. to. you know, that's everyone. Yeah. Whereas I know I can still put a hundred percent into my team or and give my team and my coach what they want from me if I'm late to the warm up or if mm. my boots aren't on yet or whatever. But that as I said to start with, that just isn't possible if you guys and Lundy Lundy could easily say, I don't care about Lindsay's team sheet. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Start warming up. Yeah. You know, but we have a, a group that understands what yeah. my responsibilities are. So yeah. that helps. Um, Brooke, what would be your best advice to give um, anyone interested in taking on a women's director role in the future? So, um, you know, I, I know of um, a player that used to play for me over at Southport, Natasha Binderhofer. She's just recently been appointed women's director over at Southport so um, you know massive congrats to her I'm sure she'll do really well for, for the, the women's yeah, teams over there great job on stepping um, up yeah but I guess Brooke what, what hurdles should you know people like that expect um, to encounter and you know what is the best thing um, about doing it yeah for me the, the reason I do it and the best thing about doing it is I get to treat the girls how as a player I would have loved to have been treated or supported or encouraged. So I do it from a player's perspective. Um, spreadsheets, spreadsheets, spreadsheets. Sheree <laughs> will agree with me. But there's, especially, you know, at Southport, for instance, they're sort of in a similar situation with us where there's, you know, the chance of multiple teams. Mm. Um, that's a lot of bodies. Yeah. Um, coming and going, especially in pre-season and, you know, even throughout the season. So keeping record of, of everything and, you know, I look after the payment side of things as well. So keep just keeping record of things. And I think communication, again, um, is a really key thing. Like, yes, I'm the coordinator of the women, but my I'm here to help the committee. I'm not here just for the women. Mm. I'm here to assist the committee. So I think as the middleman and the coaches. So as the middleman, you need to understand that all of those groups need you or need your attention or need you to do something. It's not just I'm looking after the women. You need to have sort of your ear open to each one of those groups. Yeah. No, that's um, really good advice for Tash if, if yeah. she's listening to this and because um, I know she's has an interest. Um, so, you know, and, you know, I suppose encourage girls in the future to maybe look at taking it on because, um, I think it really does, um, make a big difference from a, coming from an ex-player's perspective, going into an administrative role. I think it, it really does make a difference. It breaks down a lot of barriers as well, I think, in regards to players being a little bit intimidated or too scared to approach people of you know importance like yourself being a women's director yeah. if if, the, if they're not coming from a playing perspective you know it can be hard sometimes for for a player who's not the, the most confident person in approaching you know new people or yeah. if that person in that role isn't exactly easily approachable um you know it could cause a bit more yeah harm than good so and that, yeah that's definitely something i think a lot of the girls have known me for a few years now so but for me, being approachable is important. 
because I, although it's like an admin type role, I, and I may take on aspects of, of being the coordinator that other coordinators may draw a line at. Yeah. You know, I am their confidant. I am um, someone that they can come to if they've got an issue, not just club wise, um, because that's, that's the way it was before I was in this role. So mm. I want them to, you know, although I'm the coordinator at some points, I'm the debt collector, yep. you know, like I, the yep. amount of hats that I, that I take on and off. But at the end of the day, if they were to come to me with something, then I change that hat to being, you know, one-on-one on one with them. Can. That's yeah. right. So I think that is important too. And not just being seen as, oh, that's the coordinator, like, we yeah. don't talk to them or, yeah. you know, they're just here to organise us type yeah. thing. From a... Okay, let's take it from, like, a Musgrave player perspective. So it's, we'll focus on Musgrave in particular. Um, what would you like to tell any younger or newer girls coming to the club uh, the best way to to navigate a successful career at Musgrave would be and what are the toughest challenges that they're likely to find how would you advise them? Um, I think the biggest one and the way I, you know, although I've been at Musgrave for a long time, each year is a new year. We talk about that each time, mm. you know, it's a fresh year, new grading, new selection. So yeah. the, the biggest thing I think coming to Musgrave or even for current players that come back in um, is to back your ability um, so, you know, all of us have something that the others don't. Mm. So, um, we all have different strengths. And for me, you know, I'm not the quickest, I'm not the fittest, but I back what I have to offer. And I think each player, whether new or existing or returning, um, I think we all just need to back that we've got something to give to the team mm. and, and back that that's going to get us selected. So that's. Um, that's the best advice yeah. you can give. Yeah, yep. definitely. And, no, you know, it's good advice. If, if you don't make the team, um, and as I said, I have those difficult conversations with people, um, you know, if you love doing it, don't just stop because you haven't been selected in, you know, the two teams that, that we might have. Um, you know, there's certainly a lot of players that have, um, moved on to another club when they haven't been selected and, and had really successful seasons there. So I think just because you aren't selected or you may not get selected at Musgrave or any other club, for instance, um, if you love playing the sport, I think that you should find an avenue where you can still do that. Yeah, and I guess it's not the end of the world as well if players who haven't quite made the squad in previous years, um, you know, should not come back and try again yeah. because I'm, I'm sure there have been players in the past that have haven't quite made it in yep. their first attempts but in you know years gone by after that they've they've made the team i can think of do you remember um she went i'm not sure if she's still at coomera now jade yep. who played in the midfield yeah so the, my first year back after having nixon she came in um very late with the uni girls yeah um we pretty much had to reselect teams with one um, trial game, and she missed out. But she came back the next year. Yeah. She, I think she played uni, um, uni games th that that year. But yeah. she came back the next year. 
Um, and then she was in sort of Reese's teams for a number yeah. of years after that yeah. and then played, I think, Rezzy's yeah. in the BPL. She had Umar. a couple of games for me off the bench yeah. um, back in yeah. the day. Just a firecracker. Yeah. yeah, so a really good example there of players that haven't quite made it but have yeah, tried again. There's always yeah. a chance. Mm-hmm. Yeah, so this year, B, from a playing perspective, um, what did you learn? Um, yeah, this year I felt a bit different. Um, I had a few injuries this year and I've, I've never touched wood. I've, I've honestly never um, really been injured. So that was a bit of a mental thing for me. Um, but in a team dynamic, um, you know, this year Div 2 had, you know, a few newbies. Um, more so, as, as myself as striker, the newbies were more so around me you know, in, on the front half of the field. So for me, it was just persistence of, yeah, we're not, we're not, we didn't connect right away or we didn't understand each other's playing styles right away. Um, but you could, you could feel it as the season went on that, that that changed. So I think we just kept trying and, you know, we had a couple of um, roadblocks at the start of the year and then Lundy came on board. Um, so I think just, just trying, keep trying to make it work mm. um, because nothing works, you know, the first time you, you're trying it. Yeah. Yep. So, yeah, that would, that's definitely the biggest thing I learned this year. Okay. Um, look, out of the Div 2 girls this year, um, what particular skill or aspect of someone's game would you like to have as your own? Um, so I guess what we're trying to say is who, who are you jealous of? <laughs> um, you know, would it be like, I don't know, Amira's defensive skills, um, let's say Sarita's tenacity in her gameplay, um, Rachel's speed. I know Rachel's quite quick. Mm. Yeah. Yeah, yeah the, um, the biggest one that stood out for me, um, and I, I, I don't really know how to put this into words, but Megan for me this year, um, you know, as a goalkeeper, she was just an absolute cracker. Mm. Um, you know, she really put her body on the line for us. Um, and I know there was a couple of games that that I, I knew she was, um, you know, struggling a bit with injury or, and not, I don't think maybe everyone knows this, but, you know, saying to her, I know that you're struggling, but I really need you. Um, and some of those games, one of them being the Rabina game that you guys came and watched the end of. Yeah. Um, I knew you know, she, any other goalkeeper may not have played that game. Yeah. You know, but she she, would run through a bloody brick wall for those girls. Yeah. And yeah, so that's the biggest standout for me. Um, I'd love Sarita's speed and youth, like youth being the main, (laughs) (laughs) um, but then if let's throw to the other hand, um, the, the, the amazing person that, that stands next to Sarita is Amira who is, you know, if I'm in my twilight years, then, (laughs) you know, she's the shining star. (laughs) Like, you know, and that's, um, that is just a credit to her. She's a bloody cyborg, Um, hey? She just does not stop. Yeah. It's full credit to her. I have seen her, I have seen her um, go for the ball, not quite win it, go for it again, you know, throw the striker off, go for it again, 
then run it halfway <laughs> up the field to pass it. Yeah. You know, her her ability to just pester, pester, pester um, is is amazing and I'm sure it puts them off. Yeah. Like, they just know she's... Would you hate Amira defending you in a game? Oh, yes, 100%. <laughs> I yeah. think I think Laney's actually gone on record saying that she finds it difficult and hates playing against Amira yeah. in her training. Yeah, she is nipping at your heels. <laughs> yeah, um, and then she will pounce like she and 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 you know another thing is she doesn't really look like sometimes she's got it under control, but it's one hundred percent under control. Yeah, she knows full well what she's doing. Yeah, yeah, that's right. Are there any serious aspirations from yourself to coach in the future? Um, and are there any Div 2 girls that you could maybe put forward to be potential coaches, possibly with their knowledge of the game and what you know of them? Yeah, so even like the committee have, have mentioned coaching to me. Um, and I think more because Nixon is sort of at that age now where he's likely to come to Musgrave soon. Um, personally, I think Nixon would hate have his mum as his oh coach. yeah you know so that's uh, at this oh. stage yeah oh, tell me about it yeah Shut so up, I know <laughs> <laughs> yeah it's um it's not something that um is really front of mind um for me I just want to play for as long as I can um yep. so for me I sort of assess at the end of every year you're only as good as your last game. Yep. And I, I use that each year when I think, should you go again? Now I'm not feeling. Yep. yep. Oh, I know I'm not feeling. <laughs> that's, don't ask me. Don't ever ask my body how it's feeling. Because it would I guess that's up. my mistake yeah. playing. No, don't. <laughs> don't ask how, if, you know, it's opinion. It's more about its, its performance skill level. Don't ask it. How are you feeling? Because <laughs> it's not good. Why and can't you move? Yeah, <laughs> yeah, that's right. So for me, yeah, it's that's my my biggest focus is I need to to play for as long as I can. And I know I've used this example with you guys a lot. And I I this is sort of what I go through is um, I don't want to be the poor gallon that people think. Oh, thank God he's finally retiring <laughs> you know like that should have happened five years ago like and I, I I trust you guys enough that if it was ever sneaking into a pre-season and Paul Gallen rocks up at <laughs> pre-season training <laughs> I really trust you guys enough that you would give you know, the, take give me aside <laughs> and ask me how are you feeling <laughs> Nice little stab at the uh, New South Wales so, supporters there. Well, yeah. I am a New yeah, South Wales yeah. supporter. <laughs> That's what I mean. As a New South Wales supporter, I looked at Paul Gallon and went, really? <laughs> <laughs> so if I can We're say again. that, yeah. We're doing this dance That's again. What I mean. <laughs> so, yeah, that's where, that's what I'm, I sort of focus on. Um, with, you know, do I see any players that I think would be good coaches? Um, Christina is the first person that sort of stands out and, some people might, you know, that haven't seen her coach mm. previously might go, okay, that's, I didn't see that answer coming, but... She, um, has she taken on juniors before? Yeah. yeah I think so, she has, yeah. Yeah, yeah. so she coached, I think it was like an under 12s or something. Yeah, it was a combined age, yeah, 12, 13 yeah, age girls. group. And I think she did very well with them. Um, 
I think, although, you know, sometimes on the field as a player, her feedback might come through more as criticism rather than encouragement. Yeah, yeah. But um, after knowing Christina for so long, it's it's just the way she is. She doesn't mean it. Um, And I think um, what she did with those girls that year, I think they responded to her quite well. Mm. Um, and, I, and one other person I think would be Charlene, who I know was interested in, in doing a mini yeah, bruise. she'd be really good. Um, coaching oh. session. Yeah, I um, think she'd be great too. She's taking team exit goals <laughs> like a absolute Trojan yeah. at the yeah. moment. <laughs> yeah. Um, I know in the past, Evie took a junior's team Oh, yeah, well, she did Sarah too. Hale, yep. Um, yep. together. That's right, um, yeah. And I think they did quite well as well, you know, like... Yeah. Um, I think Sierra took a team. Yeah, yeah Sierra and Tash did yep. a team um, together as well. Yeah. Um, I think from memory, you know, like it obviously it comes down to commitment as well. Like if mm. you can't make it, like it's a whole team that that is affected, not yep. just, you know, you can't make it to your own training session. So um, I think that's been a factor in the past. Mm-hmm. Um, I reckon if, Melissa Horwood would be... A very good coach if she decided yeah, I to agree. give it a crack. I yep. she'd be yeah. pretty good. Definitely. Yeah. yeah. Oh look, it, honestly, she she you know, she works in early childhood education. Like yeah. um if you can wrestle <laughs> you know, twenty Nixons <laughs> on a day to day basis. Yes. Yeah. Coaching know, should be a breeze. <laughs> <laughs> um, all right, well I guess Brooke, what can um, what can all the girls, um, as well as, I guess, Lindsay and I, um, you know, Lundy and Geordie, what can we do to make your role as a women's director easier or less stressful? I've, I know I've said, like, we should have made this a bingo word, communication. <laughs> yeah. um, I just want to know what you want from me. What, you ex- what would you like from me and... And if I'm providing that, then like I know you're asking how how could you make my job easier? But but to make it easier, I I just want to know, you know, am I meeting whatever your expectations might be of a coordinator, or um, is there something I could do more of or less of? Um, and I think another big one is um, just being available. Um, you know, another thing that we were quite open with in pre-season is the commitment we want from the players committed to their teams, but we're also asking for a commitment to the club. Yeah. We are a community club, so, and, and you know, especially in the last few years, the women's group have done a really great job of, of helping out. Mm. Um, and, you know, a lot of the time it is the same people every time. Uh, which is great, and please, those people don't stop being those people but every, I guess the every more, single time. <laughs> I guess the more that that group continues to do it, though, it breeds that culture where, you know, girls that probably, you know, I guess in the past haven't always been involved, and for whatever, whatever reason, they may have work or uni or things That's on. That's right. But yeah. continuously seeing that core group of girls um, doing it might actually entice them to want to be involved. Yeah, in yeah, future. that's right. And I think another thing is like we get that people have lives like work and uni and that sort of stuff. But you know, if if a post does go up and we're asking a question, we don't mind if you've got uni every time. 
but just comment and tell us that you've got uni or mm. work every time. Mm. Um, that's not going to be looked down upon. Yeah. Um, we just want to know that, hey, you would have been willing to help, but, ha- you know, I've mm. got other commitments or yeah. that sort of thing. But, you know, definitely seeing more people. Um, and and this year there was a, a couple of newer players that um, that volunteered a bit. I taught Annie how to make a toasted sandwich, mm. um, butter on the outside of the bread. Can you teach me? Uh, yes. <laughs> um, you know, I'm happy to take Martha Stewart. Happy to take, take anyone that wants to learn how to butter bread so that the butter doesn't end up on the bench, but it's all nice and crispy on the outside. But, you know, sometimes the canteen can be a scary place. To a younger girl who, you know, doesn't really. I don't want to. Especially when you got when you got a half cut race coming up looking for some chicken nuggets. <laughs> yeah, that's right. Like, or you know, kids that are like, "How much is this?" Or I've got a dollar twenty-five. How many of those can I get? You know, that's daunting for some people that that maybe haven't worked in a customer service role or that yeah. sort of thing. Or you know, for at least the first five years, I didn't go anywhere near the cooker. Mm. And now I've got like carpal tunnel from <laughs> cooking the chips. So, you know, I was so afraid to go into the canteen when I first joined Musgrave. I didn't want to give anyone food poisoning. I didn't want to, you know, not give a kid enough lollies or give the kid the wrong change. Like, but I think it's set up now. Um, I think the committee have done a great job setting it up now, so it is a lot easier for anyone to just go in there and help as well. A bit more user-friendly. Yeah. Yeah, so, and and it is a fun time um, when you you do get in there and you do your two hours or whatever and go. Yeah. Um, It is a fun time. You probably don't even notice the time half of the the time. Yeah. Um, You know, because you've got your mates in there obviously helping out and... You're having a bit of a laugh while you're obviously helping out the supporters. You're all in it That's together. Right. Yep. Yeah. Spot on. Um, so, Brooke, throughout your playing experiences within women's football, um, how do you think the game has changed from your... So, think back to your very, very first season with, with Musgrave or even when you very first started playing um, to your most recent 2020 season. So, you know, has the game improved tactically? If so, you know, how do you think it has? Um, and you know, was the women's game different back then? Like, what do you think? Yeah. So, obviously, yeah, I've been playing a long time. Um, it certainly has changed. Um, I've been playing senior women's um, since I was fifteen back in Dubbo. Um, I was a striker when I first started then, um, and then towards the end of that, ended up. Um, sort of back in the defensive role, depending on, you know, whatever the team needed at the time. But back then it was, you know... Kick chase. Kick it as hard as you can in whatever direction from the back line. As long mm. as it's out of there, who cares where it goes. Yeah. Um, if you can kick it all the way to the striker and then the run from halfway all the way to the goal, great. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> Score. You know, a great team. <laughs> you know, that's what it was. Um and, and it was like that prior to that. Um, and I, I'd just like to give a bit of insight in, I suppose, where some of my passion comes from when it comes to, to females playing this game because um, I grew up in sometimes very remote areas of New South Wales, but um, 
throughout my younger years, I was bullied quite heavily for right. playing a boy's sport. Um, it wasn't it wasn't a female sport. Mm. You it, it was <clears throat> I I was really targeted um, for playing soccer, and it would have been very easy for me to just. Well, not no. It wouldn't have been easy for me to play netball because I can't catch or throw. <laughs> it would have been easy. <laughs> Good it to know. would have been easy for me to just walk away. Yeah. Um, but I just loved it, and um, I kept playing. Uh, and I think a lot of the bullying came from just that that silly place where Brooks hanging around with the boys. Look at all those boys she's hanging around with. Yeah. Like I literally had just to set the scene a number three buzz around the sides and spiky hair on top. Love like it. I didn't even know I was a girl at this point. Yeah. You know, but they judged me so heavily from yeah. just wanting to play a sport that wasn't seen as a female sport. Yeah. Um, you know, you wore shorts and not a skirt. Yeah. Um, it, you know, you ended up on the ground. Like it yeah. just wasn't something that in country New South Wales, females were supposed to be doing. Um, and that meant just a lot of school soccer um, in the schoolyard at lunchtime or the school teams. Perspective is everything, isn't it? Yeah, yeah. So when I, you know, although it's completely different now and even more so, like even Beck, for instance, coming from Sydney, mm. around the same time that I'm experiencing, you can't do that, you're a girl... Um, Beck's in Sydney with a flourishing Killing it. female um, <laughs> program. Pro, that's yeah, right. Yeah. So, you know, it's such a it's, difference. It's not, I'm not saying that in the 90s females didn't play soccer because there, you know, there certainly was um, sort of the uprising of, you know, the Matildas coming through and, and it was more of a thing. Yeah. Um, but in, in you where know, you were, that's right. It just was, <laughs> it just was not a thing. Yeah. And, um, now to look at where we are, um, even, even where we have come in the last 10 years yeah. from my first year at Musgrave, how we were being coached and, and look, we still play against teams that shank it in whatever yeah. direction they can go in or all they do is kick and kick and chase, kick and chase. You mm. know, we certainly still play against those teams. Yeah. Um, but you can see definitely more of a strategic coaching approach. Um, each player knows their role. And I think you guys do that very well in Div 1 where every single player knows what their role is. Yeah. Um, and, and making the way up the field playing out from the back for that to end up in a goal is a team goal. Mm. You know, like it's not kick chase. It's not the fastest striker in the world, mm. you know, yeah. running the whole way there for one-on-ones with the keeper. Like there, there's some great goals that we come up with that have had the whole team involved. Yeah. So I guess the biggest thing for me as well is not just, and I, I, I guess Lindsay can hopefully attest to this, but, I guess it's not just educating and developing the girls on, you know, tactics and how to play their role in whatever position they play, but I I definitely get more of a satisfaction in coaching when I teach the girls the why. Mm-hmm. So, you know, 
teaching them why we show them certain things and how it benefits them mm -hmm. and if you do a certain thing what options are presented to you so not exactly saying to them you should do this because that happens or you shouldn't do this because that happens more so showing them if you do something a certain way these are the options presented to you this could happen to you and if that happens you could then you know you've got three other options a b and c um you know showing the girls things like that um, gives me satisfaction because then when you see them play on the field and you see them you can actually you can actually see the cogs moving when you mm -hmm. watch them eat without the ball chasing someone down in a certain way or a certain position to cut space or push them to a certain side of the field or when they have the ball and they're looking for options or they're wondering should they dribble it should they pass it should they shoot should they put their foot in the ball turn around and play it back and start again seeing girls do that for themselves and mm -hmm. not have Lindsay, myself, Lundy, Geordie, yourself or Lainey as a captain screaming out and telling them to do it. Seeing the girls do it on their own merit yep. brings me satisfaction because it shows to me that, um, you know, there are there were women players out there that I know 100% would absolutely wipe the floor with a lot of senior men players on the Gold Coast yep. and could quite easily cut it in, in, you know, the top leagues around the Gold Coast and Brisbane yep. based on their knowledge of the game and... Definitely for me as a coach, showing girls, um, you know, young girls or senior women aspects of their game and helping them realise for themselves what options are presented to them during gameplay, um, I think benefits them the most. I think that's, for me, the biggest difference between men and women. Yeah. So coming into coach, coaching women at the start, when I did about seven or eight years ago, mm -hmm. um, the men don't really care why. You just say it and they just do it because yeah. that's what the coach says. Yeah. The women, it, you need to explain why and yeah. then they understand why you're asking them to do something. Yeah. And that's, in, a, in essence, right there, the difference between coaching men and women. Yeah. Um, B, you've played in several positions that I'm aware of. Yeah. You know, would that be correct? What different positions have you played in in your time? Yeah, so... Um... As of this year, I have played every position on the field. Um, and I don't mean just like getting subbed on in a position. Because, yeah, Gen you know, just genuinely yeah, so named. Gen and yeah, yeah, so I have played in every position. 10 was the last position that I, I hadn't really had a go at. I did play defensive midfield earlier on um, in, in my senior women's uh, years yep. um, but never really that that creator um, role yeah. um, and this year that came about because as a striker I was just getting marked out like they were just they were just taking me out of the game what's your favourite position? striker easily you know I, I just feel so free <laughs> like it's I don't know it's really it's it's really quite strange that um I did start uh as a striker and and then back in Dubbo back in Dubbo you know but um you I found remember, your way back there yeah yeah and it was only by chance um you know I from the, my first year at Musgrave I was left back because back in the old days with the originals one girl left and left back was the one spot that was available. Love it. So, Brooklyn, you're our new left back. <laughs> yeah. That's just That's how it. it was, yeah. Everyone else has their position. We've been here for, you know, who are you? You are our left back. That's that's what it was. But, um, 
It was only um, by chance that um, a couple of years ago when Reese was the coach and Chris Lund was the assistant coach yep. um, that I was playing um, centre defence at the time and um, we weren't scoring goals and I had been scoring goals at training. And For fun. Out of, out of just shits and giggles. Should see the smile on her face right now. Yeah. <laughs> oh, look, when Reese admitted to me, they were on the sideline and they told me during this game, it was against surface, we weren't, we weren't scoring and apparently Reese and Chris Lund had this conversation on the sideline, well, stuff it. Let's get Brooklyn up there. and <laughs> She's been scoring it at yep. training. Um, and I think I scored within minutes of, of them yeah. putting me up there. But we lost that game. But I think that for me was a... I'm not just a defender, which, yeah. you know, I had been for quite a few years at Musgrave. But um, I just love playing striker. And no doubt Reese has taken the credit for that ever since. Oh, yeah. Definitely, every and that's I don't know. Piece of shit. A lot of people, yeah. A lot of people may not notice it, but and I don't. I haven't done it as much because now that Reese is playing Metro Men's, he's not really there for as many of our games. But if you do see the Shooter McGavin, yeah, um, yeah, that's what, that's all for Reese. That's every what that's goal about. I score is Shooter McGavin just for Reese. So, <laughs> yeah. All right. So, B, as a striker, then uh, you're playing style. Uh, you're you see yourself as a bit of a target player, someone that, that gets in behind the defence, or do you receive the ball to your feet? Uh, which which do you see as your kind of, you know, main aspect or um, strongest, you know, sort of uh, aspect of your game? I think, um, and I think it helps that I, for the most part, when we come up against an opposition, there's probably some key players in each team that I've seen or played against for a number of years. So I usually try and base it on past experience if I can, of and, and which is how I'm going to approach a game. Right, so you're saying that you're adapting to the opposition and yeah. you feel that you can comfortably adapt to the situation. Yeah, so like if I know that there's a, yeah. a, a sweeper that as soon as we've got the ball is going gonna, is gonna to drop, drop 10 metres... Then you're you going to get it to your I'm, feet. Yeah, yeah. so... I I do prefer to, and Lundy has said this heaps of times, like to, at halftime talks and that sort of thing, like stop kicking it and making Brooklyn run for it. Like right. just, I like the ball to come with me, not for it to fly past yeah, yeah. me. <laughs> yep. um, and and a couple of the girls I've definitely had the conversation with that um, just so they understand what's going through my head. So. Um, if KJ gets the ball in the midfield and I can see that she's got it under control at her feet, what I do is yell, yep. She can choose to pass it to me or not. I don't care if she runs, runs it herself. Her That's fine. So I do, I say, yep, and I count to three in my head. So the girls in the midfield or whoever's giving it to me, I like to give them that sort of inside of, I don't, you know, I don't expect you to kick it to me straight away. But if I say yep, and you you've got time to take a touch and look up and respond to the to the yep, that you know within those three seconds I'm then You're making wrong. my run because I'm offside. If yeah. if it's beyond those three seconds, I'm offside. Yeah, it's too late, or I've gone to go and I've come back and then I'm wrong footed to then go again. Yeah, so That's I try and give them that inside of. I'll tell you if I want it, 
you don't have to give it to me. Yeah. But just so you know, I'm ready for it and I'm about to go. Yeah. So um, KJ does it very well um, when she's at the front of the the midfielders. Like yeah, this yeah. year she played a bit more Deeper. defensive. Mm. Um, and Leah Nelson, before she got hurt, was sort of starting to understand like pick up my on timing. Yeah. Um, and and yeah, so that's that's definitely I'd prefer to turn and go and for the ball to follow me through. Yeah. So that it is at my feet, um, rather than me, you know, being sort of stopped dead and receive it to my feet. Yeah. I try and run with the ball, um, rather than having to catch up to it. <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> yeah. You know, I'm the same. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Um, all right. Well, look. Speaking of midfielders. So, out of the many Musgrave midfielders that you've, you know, shared the pitch with over the seasons, name me three players that you believe would provide you with endless goal-scoring opportunities. So, um, you know, out of those three players, why did you choose um, these players? And what is it that you like about their game? Yeah. So, oh, yeah, a lot of midfielders in <laughs> 10 years. Um, oh, look, Beck is just... The, the goat it's yep. it's just it's not even I can't even explain it to those who haven't been watching her for, for nine years now um, but she it's just effortless like the gazelle like run you know the she just wins the ball carries it and it's like the ocean parts for her <laughs> Heavenly, heavenly gates. And, <laughs> Where's that sound grab? And, and, <laughs> and they just let her. And even I watched it when she was playing prems. They know how much of a threat she is. They try and mark her out of the game, but, but she still finds a way. But when she gets the ball, it's like they go, "Oh, I'm not, I'm not touching that." Like it's like they go, "Okay, come through this way." <laughs> like it's it's just so strange to to watch, but. You just feel, you know, whenever Becky has ever been on the on the field with me, and and there was two years that we were in the same team when you know back before we had more than one team. Yeah. Um, she just has a presence that she's just in control. She's not going to agree with me. She thinks she falls all over herself, and that she, you know, I know that she she has those sort of doubts about her yep. capability, but. To everyone around her, she needs to understand that she she is the greatest of all time. Yep. And um, yeah, just just on Beck, it's funny because we've had um, you know obviously Soph uh, in a couple of episodes ago, and she sort of made mention of, of Beck and how easy she made it look yep. in midfield, and then Soph got in there and was like, "Holy shit!" Yeah. Um, just while we're quickly talking about Beck, I just you know. <laughs> We see firsthand, Jace, how much work she does put in. So yeah. it's it's really credit to her and to anybody that understands, like you've just spoken about, it actually doesn't come easy to Beck. She works harder than anyone else. Like yeah. hasn't missed training, you know, very, very rarely misses, if ever. Yeah. Um, always the first there, the last to leave. You know, there's it's no fluke <laughs> that yeah. things look to come easy to yeah. her because through the week in her trainings she listens yeah. and and she follows instruction and yeah. um, that's a lesson for girls yep. that want to improve themselves as players yeah definitely just to jump on the back of that especially for you know for, for young players out there that 
uh, hoping to develop and get better. Mm. You know, the old saying, talent isn't everything, um, which Beck has an abundance yeah. of. Yeah. Don't get me wrong. It helps. Her natural <laughs> talent is just boundless, but the, the work she puts in to make sure that, you know, having the ball under control and, you know, affecting a game or having influence on a game, um, you know, that to us, it looks so easy to her. You know, she's put in that hard work to match the talent that she's got. So, the, you know, to girls out there that are wanting to develop and get better, you know, the old saying, talent definitely isn't everything. You've yep. got, got to put it in. There's a lot of, lot of talented players. You know, there's yep. there's only one Beck, that's for yep. sure. Yep. you got a couple of others you'd like to mention? Yep. Yeah, <laughs> yeah. So we could just make this podcast cast about Beck. Another one um, that really stands out for me um, was Tyler. Um, mm-hmm. who, Tyler Phillips? Yeah, Tyler Phillips. So Good player. She, yeah, so she she left us um, after Reese's team um, the year that we, we won the premiership and the grand final against Coomera. That was her last year with us. Yep. Um, but I, I did play one year um, prior to the hub years. With, with Tyler when she first come to Musgrave. Yep. Um, she just... She she just... The boot on her was just ridiculous. But she always looked for opportunities. And I when I was... I did play striker at the time that she was um, in the midfield. And I, I felt like we just were always talking to each other. Um, I always knew where she was um, behind me or, you know, she wanted the ball. But... But I can I, I strongly recall some some of the balls that she would put through for me. Um, she just she just had the foresight to 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 read what was going to happen, and I think. Yep, she that, was before her time, Tyler. Yeah, very very, very young, young, but yeah. but the game just opened up for her. In in vision, she yeah. she had great yeah. vision. Yeah. And a third player? Uh, yeah. more, more recently, maybe? Yeah, third for me um, is definitely KJ. Like, I even, like, we, yes, we both come from Dubbo. Uh, <laughs> Represent. We're probably related in some way. <laughs> <laughs> it's likely. But it's I, a reflex. Yeah, since she first arrived, I've just felt this connection with KJ. I think we both have similar understandings um, of the yeah, game. Yeah. And yeah. and whether that comes from from playing in Dubbo and then coming to the Gold Coast, like where we've been trained previously and then come through, but even as joint captains this year, um, and you know, I at the start of the year when we, we voted for our captain, KJ was my my first pick. I just think KJ is you know, a future, a current and future sort of leader at yep. Musgrave. Um, and I think if we, you know, injuries permitting, if we can get over that part of it. Yep. Um, and, you know, if she had even the pre-season that she had in 2019. Yeah. You know, um, unfortunately coming back from COVID, neither of her or my body just weren't. Yeah, they didn't come. With, they, 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 they didn't come, come with you. Yeah. <laughs> uh, lockdown. <laughs> they were still isolated. Yeah. They came out. Um, but yeah, she's she's great, and I think um, again, she just has a bit of a, a vision, and and I I've seen her sort of weave, weave her way through the midfield. She's and, got her way, KJ, and it's very effective. Yeah. I mean, she's a ripper. 
she's I think she's ripper. also very strong on the ball. Yeah, as yeah. Well. it's some, hard to tackle. Yeah, some midfielders might you might get the ball off them a bit easier than others. Like uh, they might be a bit soft, um, but but KJ just really holds strong and and um, yeah, I think she's quite quite a strong player through the middle. Cool. You've scored plenty of goals over the years. Uh, there, B. Lucky to do so. Um, as far as a defensive backline in opposition to you of teams or of girls that you know that have currently you've played with or you know in the past have played with, what would you see as a back four and a keeper that would be particularly difficult to score against? Yeah, this is hard. This question, like this was one of Jace's. I reckon it's yeah. a beauty. Yeah, this is a really hard question, and it's hard not to choose four in defence that were part of the same team. Yeah, because like, yeah. it's, it's a unit, yeah, essentially. Yeah, that's right. And I just I just really want the girls that played in defence for Div 2 this year. Um, you know, we we scored some some nice goals this year between, between the team, um, but a lot of those wins are just not even wins without Rachel... Amira, Sarita, Caitlin, and Leah Hall. Mm, like, and Megs. It's, yeah, and Megan is the goalkeeper. Like, they're just not wins. Like, they're not even close to wins without the amount of opportunities that those girls stopped Stop. dead. Yeah. So, you know, it's as much as winning a game is how many goals we scored, it's also how many they didn't. So oh, 100%. It's, it's, I just want them to know that, um, yeah, this year just we aren't even second. Yeah, um, they stepped up. Yeah, without that. So for me, I for this question, I, I really tried to go back. Yep. Um, so, you know. So who's your defensive line? Yeah, so my defensive line, um, uh, most people won't know this player, but um, Linz Miller, who started the same year or play, only played the first year Beck played um, and then moved away with the Army. But she was, was that just... 2012? Yes. Yep. So she was just literally a soldier um sergeant in the army but just was just always there she just always seemed to just be there and she actually was my my partner Mm. in in center defense so she was right there with me that year um so yeah she's definitely my first one um couple of current div one girls there um sheree is just my best friend. <laughs> like, Sheree Thompson. I just, I, I just can't even explain my appreciation for Sheree. So a lot of people also don't understand. Sheree and I are only best friends because of Musgrave. Like we had presentation at Helen's Bell Tavern one year. All of us girls are like, who's that really nice blonde chick that's with that guy? <laughs> we literally were like, who, who is she? Um, and then we got to know her. We ended up convincing her to play for Musgrave. She hadn't played since playing like in school. Yeah. We we begged her to play, and she was my left back. Um, and I told her everything she knows. No. Yes. <laughs> but I mean, <laughs> fuck you, <she>. I mean, <laughs> So <laughs> I, I just want people to understand. Um, although. Did you teach her how to hold her liquor as well? <laughs> <laughs> people to understand although it, it might seem that Sheree and, and I are 
you know, best buddies forever and have been forever. Um, it is it is only since coming to Musgrave that that, that friendship eventuated and um, she, well, she's in your team and you pick her for a reason. Like, yeah. She's just great. And even to have her in both of the goals teams that I play in, um, she just... She just runs and runs and runs stop. and works so hard and yeah. And I've seen her. There was one. I think it was actually the game that we played against the Palmy mixed team the other week. You're right. That there was that real. It was a, quite a really tall guy. Oh, I know what you're gonna say. <laughs> and Cherie just took took it to him like just <laughs> he had the ball and Cherie's like, no thanks, bye. <laughs> you know, like she watching her play in a mixed team. Um. You know, we know that she dominates in the women's competition, but to watch her um, pickpocket yeah. a grown man <laughs> yeah. and waltz away like it's with nothing the ball. As well. yeah. Yeah, yeah, it's it's great. Um, so so you've picked a, you picked Cherie Thompson there as a yeah. as a left back. You've got Linz Miller, I'm guessing, as one of your centre backs. Yeah, I it really wouldn't Linz I think I would I could also have on the right okay. um, Any is my other pick and I was more thinking to have her in the middle yeah so Antonia um, Beckett yeah so so Any came to us last year and played in in the Div 2 slash let's throw you girls into yeah. Div 1 for a bit of a party but any, I, I just can't even. She just, as a defender, she just explodes out of the back line. She reads the game um, very well. Yeah, so I just love how she does that. Um, I think as a defender, I am more of a um, conservative yeah, defender. Yeah, I think I patiently wait. Yeah. And Annie, go for Annie the knows. Kill, whereas. Annie <laughs> has a knack for knowing when to involve herself and actually pressure an attacker coming at the defensive line. She just has a knack for knowing when, let's say, a midfielder or a striker or a winger takes takes a touch and as soon as they lose control of that ball before they take their next touch when yeah. they're dribbling, she just she times her movement so well. She swoops in. She swoops in and just she nips it off them every single time. Yeah, yeah I mean, I don't need convincing at all about... Uh, <laughs> she's, she's my favourite player Maybe and... Been also, the bingo... <laughs> Annie, my favourite. <laughs> no, she's a, she's an absolute ripper, Annie. Um, and Rach. Yeah, Rachel. <laughs> and I think um, Cherie 2.0, and I know she Rachel knows must. this. Yep. Um, she, she is just my old reliable. And although she's not old, um, Rachel's been with me for a really long time. Yep. Um, and... And I know that sometimes she might be marking someone, and she'll say to me, "But she's so fast." Yeah. Um. And and I and I and she doubts how fast she is. I think. And and I think um, letting her know to just I don't care if someone that you know their attacker might be slightly faster than you. I just want her to know that you are right behind her yeah. the whole time. Mm. And Rachel does that so well. Um. Which most of the time results in, in, in their attack actually making yeah. mistakes. Her cover defence is, is quite scary. Um, you know, in, in the, the, the oh shit moments, I guess, when yep. teams are being counter-attacked, she just always seems to be that one person that makes it back in yep. time to either throw a striker off their shot or she actually gets a tackle in. Yeah. 
Yeah, she's urgent as yeah. a defender all the time. It's yeah. great. Yeah. Um, yeah. A goalkeeper? Yeah, goalkeeper was hard as well. Um, I wanted to try and... We know how good our goalkeepers are mm. currently. Um, but I wanted to go back um, because a lot of the time I think the goalkeeper is sort of overlooked a bit because there's only yeah. one of them. Oh, definitely. Um, <laughs> but... Uh, Tia Scorgi is who I picked for the goalkeeper. Yeah, right. um, Good, good choice. Yep, and and that goes, you know, she came early days from to us. We used to pull her up from from the ju- junior teams to play women's, and then obviously became quite a strong part of women's at Musgrave. Yeah, in, in those. Um, those years when you first came on coaching she, Lynn. Yeah, she was she was a real vital factor in what we were doing. Yeah, yeah. yeah. And I think the start of those hub those hub years, um, and and then, you know, she made the, the move to Broadbeach, but um, yeah, there's for her age, yeah, uh, at the time she was sort of late teens and then, you know, eighteen on, like um, she was young and, and doing really great work. So. Yeah, we talk about Mel often enough with her distribution and Meg's, Meg's distribution is top-notch as well. Mm. Um, but Tia was fantastic with her feet. Um, you could She could put a ball on a, on a dime. So yeah. really good choice there, B. Yeah. Um, so, B, what, what, what is your favourite formation to play? So, you know, you've got your um, four three threes, four four twos, three five ones. Um, you know, is there another formation that you like to play? Um, you know, with with your time as a striker. So, I guess, do you like having another strike partner, or do you prefer to play as a lone striker? So, after playing for so many years, I've actually only ever played um, four four two or four three three. Yeah. Um, I. I remember when, uh, you know, we started the 4-3-3 and, and Reese told me that I wasn't going to be playing um, sweeper anymore. We're going to play a flat four. And I said, you can't do that. That's <laughs> not going to work. You can't make me do that. And, and I swear by um, a flat four now. And, and as a striker, I actually don't like having a partner. And, and at the start of this year, when we were sort of going more towards um, 4-4-2 and, and having two strikers close together, mm. I just felt there was just, just too many space bodies. Was taken there was up. no space. There too many bodies trying to fill, a, you know, a smaller space. And so um, I think even last year when Brenton coached us was a prime example of more so, I think, because there was more players who'd played 4-3-3 before. This year, we had wingers that hadn't sort of played that before. But Simi and I, last year, um, whether she was striker and I was on the wing or vice versa, um, I think what's what's great about it is you have your space, but I, would, I still like my winger for whatever side we're favouring of the field at the time to be within a closer distance to me um, or even for the the times where you know I might go out to the to the wing and Simi might have come in to make that run Um, I like having someone come in when needed yeah become an Um, extra outlet yeah go out yeah that's right but not being there all the time yeah yeah okay 
So as Women's Director B, what would you like to see from Football Gold Coast to further develop the, the women's game? Um, what's hindering the women's game at the moment, do you think? And, um, you know, where do you see the game in five years? I think prior to recently when we've had a little bit more of a conversation about this Gold Coast-wise, like for anyone not aware, we, we were asked... Where do you see football in five years? We were we we all gave our two cents, which I think we were all needing to give our two cents or wanting to give our two cents to Football Gold Coast about where mm. we want it to go, um, because maybe decisions have been made in the past that we didn't really put our two cents into that we thought what's going on here or we wish they had done this. So I think it's great and Cat at Football Gold Coast, I think is is really wanting our our input yeah um she she's a, a player herself at, for coomer and um she she just seems to to really care about and understand that she should care what each club mm. or where each club thinks they should they could be in a certain period of time some clubs may not think that they're capable of, of moving that far in that direction. But yeah. she needs to know that, or otherwise, you know, we're not going to progress. Yeah, I think so, it's exciting times for the women's game with Kat being involved. Yeah. Um, you know, I guess Linz and I would definitely love to get her on this pod um, one that's, day soon. To, yeah, that's the plan. Yeah, to just for, I guess, our listeners to, to, to listen to the insights of Kat as well. Yeah. Yeah, I think, um, and I know it would be really difficult to do. Um, I'd love to be able to grade the women's, not so much Div 1, because I feel like clubs are pretty honest when yep. it comes to knowing that they've got a Div 1 team yep. or not. Most are, yeah. Yeah, because um, they're confident in that team, mm. you know what I mean? Whereas I think when it comes to the Div 2 and the proposed Div 3, yeah. Uh, it would be quite easy to go, we don't really want to challenge. Let's just, we'll just go into Div 3. And just walk the lead. And we'll just chill out down here, you know, walk through lots of points, lots of goals. Um, I think that would be very easy to do. I'd love what I've seen them do in previous years with like under 12s to grade their JPL and, and 15s and that sort of thing to have like a little pre-season um, comp, yep. Um, or you know, call it a cup, call it whatever you want, but throw all the women's teams in together. Maybe it's shorter games. Maybe it's over a couple of weekends at one club. But but let's see what the teams have got, so that it, we're not getting to the end of round one. Or I've definitely had it in previous years where we got all the way through. Um, one whole round and because one team was getting beaten by too much mm. you know all of a sudden there's no points and we're starting again and we've we've shuffled the teams around yeah. you know I'd love for there to be a way for that to happen prior to the season happening um, but I also think what was proposed to happen this year where it was known that we would all play one round and then north and south would become Div 2 and Div 3 depending on where you were on the ladder I think that would have worked um, because we knew about it. Whereas last year it was, oh, this isn't working. Let's just change it. Yeah. Whereas this year they said, hey, if it's not working, here's your two options. You leave it as it is or we yeah. split you. Most clubs chose split. 
And so we knew that was going to happen. So even if that's the way that they look at it, rather than asking for nominations in Div 3 or Div 2, I think make it known that it's North and South or whatever, and then after you've played each team once, you know, if there are teams getting beat 10 nil plus, um, we know where, where they should be. Div 3 should be a social comp. Div 2 is, is by no means just social. You know, mm. there's some really competitive teams in Div 2 yep. that, that should be against competitive opposition. So, and, and no team wants to beat another team 23-0 like yeah. we've seen happen in the last few years. So I think that, and that, I think that's more as of a as a metro, from a metro perspective, perspective. to keep metro teams where they should be. Um, but then also, I'd love to see within the five years, like obviously we've spoken about Gold Coast Premier League coming back in for women. Yeah, I I certainly think that you know even Musgrave to po- to bring to point Musgrave out. I think we have some definitely prem quality players um that we can and over the next few years build up to fielding you know a full prems team i'm not sure if there's enough quality to have a resis as well Mm. um and obviously it depends on what day or night they're being played on but thinking a little bit more short term i'd love to see a prems for Div two, uh, Div one, still on a Wednesday night to sort of be the resis, so to speak, mm. um, without calling it a resis, um, and then still have either a Div two or you know maybe at that time you've you've only got another social team, mm. but you know I I definitely think it's we've sort of it's changed a lot obviously since the teams have gone to Brisbane. Mm. Um, and I'd love to see those teams come back and, yeah. and for it to be... Just have that pipeline for young players on the Gold Coast yeah. to, to, I guess, progress and not have to go travelling, you know, crazy distances to get yeah. a competitive game in, yeah. you know, to not only have a game that they think will be at their level, but, you know, at least attempt a game that's a little bit, you know, above them, but it's something for them to at least get experience in and strive to. Yeah. Oh, yeah. They, they would, It's definitely going to allow... if. If we've got a, a Gold Coast Premier League, it's and and knowing that it could be coming in the next few years now that they're making these plans, what it allows the younger girls to do is to use these next few years to really build their skill level or where they want to see themselves ready for when that that comes comes in and mm. and and then hitting the ground running to okay, well I, I knew this was coming. Yeah, I've been working hard. I'm trying out to be in the Prem's team, like something to work towards, but still to play locally. Yeah. Well, just on that, with like the junior system, do you, do you believe in the junior system for female players on the Gold Coast? So, you know, there I think there are instances where female players are involved with, you know, the junior um, male players up until a certain age, and then they sort of break off, and all of a sudden they have to jump the gap, and all of a sudden they're playing women's metro. Um, or I think there are, you know, there are other, I guess, sporadic leagues around the Gold Coast. You know, it's very few and far between, but there are leagues where there are some all-female competitions mm-hmm. um, in the juniors. So I guess 
my question is, should they have their own competition? Do you think there is a benefit to women's um, players, you know, when they go through their juniors to play with the male players? Um, you know, how would being involved in either change the development for a young female player? Yeah, so obviously we'd love there to be all female competitions um, throughout the younger grades. I think that would be great um, because, yeah, it does... It is a bit easier, I think, to then come up into senior women, but it, it is numbers permitting and, and I understand that there's, there's not enough currently to really field um, sort of every age group or majority of age groups with all female teams. Um, I know Rabina do very well in the amount of female, all female teams that they have. Mm. Um, and I'd, I'd love um, to see Musgrave sort of grow in that area as well, um, especially with that sort of moving to, to Prems and, and having a, a, a really good structure of, of a Premier League sort of in the five-year plan. But I think there's, there's two things that, that can very easily happen um, when uh, a young girl is her only option she might see is to play with the boys. So you're either not going to like it, you're going to be overpowered and it's going to be too hard and they're just not going to play and they, they likely will not continue to play. It's mm. very easy to for that to turn, change your opinion, I suppose, or make you feel different about the game. Um, but it's also a place where a stronger player... Um, um, like Evie from last year that mm. played uh, she c played a couple of games for Brenton's team um, Evelyn who now plays at Magic yep. I believe um, you know she she is the sort of player that thrives because she has had male other male been in male teams mm. or or had to had to adapt to running at a boy rather yeah. than yeah. than you know another female so there's certain there's certainly benefits um, to both options yeah yeah, yeah it, it's there's a there's a negative to it and there's a positive but it, it really depends on the player of how that's going to affect them or not whether they whether they should be in an all-female team or you know may end up stronger in the long run if if they're strong enough to keep up with the boys coming up to and you know we know that at a certain point the the male physique takes over what yep. what the females Testosterone does so, kicks yeah, in. so you know they can only go to a certain point but I think it makes them so much stronger by doing that yeah then when they do come in, into senior women's well I've been running it running alongside or running at boys for however long coming into senior women's isn't much of a step up yeah uh, much yeah. of a difference to yeah. that yeah not to obviously discredit the senior women because it is quite a physical league yeah definitely it's definitely I a, think a you're just more prepared yeah. for it yeah, because definitely. you've been taking hits yeah yeah and there are obviously senior women players who have probably followed that similar path so they're used to the physicality of playing with young male players in the past so yeah yeah, yeah good point what's your biggest fear about heading into next season Brooke um, I have two fears <laughs> each year, um, which maybe all, well, I can tell you what, it, at one point, every player will have these fears, yeah. um, but more so in my twilight years. <laughs> 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 uh, 
Um, I have two main fears that that really stay with are really for like front of my mind for the whole year. So the first one for me is injury. Um, last or this year, I missed my first game ever because of injury. I sat out for Narang, which is the first time I've not played a game because I've been hurt. So that was very difficult for me because I could have easily played. I just would have been injured for longer, yeah. you know. So injury is a big one for me because I think I'm, I'm sort of at the point now, whereas touch wood, but if I did... If I did cop a serious injury, the likelihood of me coming out of the other side of that at this point would be slim. Mm. You know, for me to... Lauren knows how much I love going to physio. <laughs> I just, you know, I've never had to to go to physio. I've never had to treat injuries before. I've yeah. just always... It's just got better, yeah. you know. And that another thing, don't... You know, I said before, don't ask your body how it feels. <laughs> Because you don't want to know, <laughs> you know, you don't want to be honest with yourself about mm. that. Um, the second one for me... The P word. Yeah. So <laughs> the second one for me, I remember when the when women first got added to FIFA and there was a joke that went out on Facebook when women got added to the FIFA game. Um, your star striker is out for the season on maternity leave. And it, that was hilarious to people, like... <laughs> Why are we putting women in the FIFA game, you know? But it's a it's a thing. Um, yeah. Pregnancy is a big fear of mine. I don't want to put anyone off having children. <laughs> yeah. It's definitely but, a big fear of mine. You know, yeah. I don't want to get pregnant. Yeah. I still want to play. Exactly. Keep your hands off your back. Yeah, so for me, I, and it's I've said to a couple of the girls, there's been a couple of times that I've had like a dream that I've, I've, I've found out I've been pregnant during a season. And in my dream, I decide... I'm just going to play for as long as I can until someone notices. <laughs> I'm just going to see how long. I won't tell Josh. I won't tell anyone. Who do you think I'm would just... notice first? Do you reckon Cherie would notice or Linz or Nye or Josh? Um, I wouldn't notice. No. <laughs> I would I not thought notice. Brooklyn's gotten slower in her twilight years. <laughs> um, look, I think, yeah, I think Josh would probably notice because there's a level. There's a level of personality mm. <laughs> that comes with being pregnant yeah <laughs> and josh would be like who is this demon that's <laughs> come back <laughs> like there's it's a you're just a different person and that's the reason it's a fear is um when after i had nixon nixon was four months old in when i came back for pre-season and i remember brenton what came he was I think he was playing at Pack Pines at the time, but he came for some preseason stuff. Yep. Reese was the coach at the time. Oh no, actually, John Bills was the coach that year right. that I first came back. It was the second year of the hub, but I was on maternity leave for the yep. first one. Um, but it was it was it was honestly like I was in someone else's body. Years and years and years of passing and movement and positioning. Um, and I remember we were doing, and I'm looking forward to it in preseason, the drill where there's the poles in the middle, yep. the circle of balls around the outside. Cage. And one of them was, okay, you want to um, chest, thigh, volley. Mm. Okay, so I can do that. <laughs> Surely. So my brain is going, okay, chest, 
evilly, just evilly, just evilly. And the ball comes at me Thanks. and I chest it, no? <laughs> I chest it and then my body just spasmed and didn't really know how to react. It's like my, I was, I was telling my, my brain was telling my body what, what to, to do. do and my body was just going blur. Like, <laughs> I don't know how... What are these commands? Like, I, it just didn't know what it was doing. And it was such an out-of-body experience. <laughs> Have you seen a couple of Runaway Bay games last year? My body did that. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. And when my body does that now, I think, oh, you know, remember I was pregnant five years ago? Like, I can still use that as an excuse. But, no, it's, it's so hard. I found it so hard to come back. Yeah. Um, and although we had a very successful season that year... Um, you battled. I battled. I didn't. I knew I wasn't who I could be. Yep. Um, and I certainly think um, past that, I have been getting better and better sort of since. But it took a chunk out. So yeah, Josh, if you're listening, <laughs> uh, stay away. <laughs> <laughs> okay. Beautiful. Well, yeah. Um, yeah. Some really good questions there, Brooke. That you've you've been you've tackled. But I guess um, let's let's turn the tables, Linz. Have you have you got any questions for us? Yeah, it's this was hard because um, I feel like we talk a lot, and I ask we ask questions to each other quite a lot. Yeah. So it was hard for me, I think, to then go, okay, well, what what do I what do I want the answer to that's recorded? Yeah, so, on <laughs> on a public forum. Because, <laughs> you know, there's some questions I could ask that I probably don't want the answer to to. to to then be recorded for ongoing <laughs> consumption. <laughs> so to be played back on various soundgrounds. I remember the answer to that question. So um, I, the, the questions are really for both of you. So if I ask them and you can both sort of give Chime me in. your answer. So apart from my fitness, um, what aspect of my game would you guys like to see me focus on improving in my twilight years? <laughs> <laughs> um... I might jump in first, Linz. Give you some time to think, mate. Ah, by all means. <laughs> oh, he knows what I can yeah. do. <laughs> <laughs> um, I think one thing for me, and it's very hard to... Um, I mean, anyone... It doesn't matter if you play for a day or 10 years or whatever. There's always aspects of your game that you can improve on. I guess what I'm trying to say is, for someone like yourself, Brooke, who's had a lot of success with Musgrave over the years... Um, I guess the improvements that myself and I guess Lindsay would hopefully see as well in aspects of your game would be a lot more, I guess, of a fine-tuning um, aspect, not, not so much a generalised thing. So for me, things that I've noticed in your game um, that I think, whether you're aware of it or not, um, that I think you can improve on is, um, as a striker, your your approach play in regards to timing your runs into the box mm-hmm. as like a, a final third. If if you girls were to counter attack another team, or if you were just in a really good spot and you had a chance to run onto a cross, um, and maybe hit the ball first time, or at least get into a good bit of space inside the box and mm-hmm. shoot and score, I think your your approach play um, is very very good. What I would like to see is um, your game awareness of adapting to the players that are around you. Mm-hmm. So um, I know with the 2020 season just gone, players like Simi, you know Simi's game inside and out. You know that she runs that line and she gets as close as she can to the byline before she tries to cross it. 
and yet, you know, to to her, um, I guess, detriment sometimes, she's put all the hard work in and the easy thing to do to cross the ball in doesn't always come off because she's put so much effort into that run. So I guess this is more so for Simi to work on as well, but if she can get that ball back across the goal mm-hmm. and hit the six-yard box and yeah. not hit the goalkeeper every time, if you know that ball's coming in, I guess the timing of that run mm-hmm. and knowing when to approach that ball at the mm-hmm. right time I think would make your shot a lot easier mm-hmm. instead of, I guess, and I've seen you do that. I've seen you make that run time and time again and the ball just hasn't come. Mm-hmm. So I guess for you, Simi, if you're listening in, let's, you know, if you can work on that, you're going to give Brooklyn a lot more goals in the 2021 season. Um, but more so for players like um, G. So mm-hmm. a new player to Div 2 this year, um, I think you adapted to her game very, really, really well. But the G's, G's left peg is... is you know, quite impressive. Mm-hmm. Like she, a cannon. Yeah, it's an absolute cannon. But she also has the finesse. I think she knows how to chip a ball into space, not just for the sake of it, but into space for a striker like yourself to take advantage of. Yeah. So, um, I guess again, your approach play. So, um, I know G likes to cross the ball early. Mm-hmm. I don't know if anyone else has picked up on that, but from my perspective, as soon as G gets up the line or she's broken in behind the defence. You can see it. She looks at the ball, she looks across and sees who's there. And nine times out of ten, you're already running, so the ball's coming. Mm -hmm. But for whatever reason, she might not back herself to put the ball in. Mm -hmm. If she can get that early cross in, Mm. I think your approach play, because you're a very smart player, and I've noticed it in our Schnackers games, where when I've got the ball, every time I look up, it's always you and Cherie that's always open. More Mm -hmm. times, especially this season, you always seem to find space quite easily, so I'm always trying to pass you the ball. Um, but yeah, I think going into this 2021 season, yeah, if, if you could really work on um, how you approach space in the box or on the counter mm-hmm. and work on the training pitch with players like G and Sim, honestly, I reckon you could add five to ten goals to yep. your season. Yeah, yeah, I think for me, be just mainly just flexibility with position. I mean, mm-hmm. we've seen and heard earlier today that you've played most positions on the field. Mm-hmm. Um, I suppose what I'd like to see in your game would be to maybe be a bit more open mm-hmm. to to adapting to a different role. By that I mean as in a holding midfield position mm-hmm. because I think your influence over the, the, the team and the girls itself is huge. Yeah, that's a good point. And I think having now played games with you at goals... The, the more you're on the ball, the better your team will be. Now, to do that, you're going to have to get a lot fitter. Mm-hmm. And you're going to have to, you know, you don't have to do anything in, especially in Div 2, outrageous. Yep. You know, you've got interchange. You still work things to your advantage. But I see you, you know, in your twilight years, mm-hmm. it's very difficult to be a striker as you get older. Yep. It's just a fact, mm-hmm. right? So... So I'd like to see a little bit more open in flexibility in trying, you know, a holding midfield role or, you know, maybe Div 2 played a bit, little bit differently, but, you know, even going back to centre-back and being but super involved. Mm-hmm. You know, I've got my other note down here is that just the involvement in the game yep. to, to increase yep. because as you get older, your involvement in the game naturally decreases. Yep. <laughs> okay, so yep. can you find a way to stay on the park for longer and, you know, let the speedy runners do the speedy runners thing, all right? But you're going to have to 
give a little to get a little. Yeah. <laughs> and um, so that that's what I would uh, answer in your question to that yeah. one. Yeah. yeah. And I, I've definitely mentioned, uh, I know I've mentioned to you, Jason, and um, Lundy knows as well, um, I, I have set myself a bit of a goal this year that I would like to, although it's not as much of a holding, but I would like to actually spend the pre-season learning how to play 10. Yeah. Because what I found in, in, in a, a question that, that we touched on earlier was, do you go looking for the ball? Do you, if it's not coming to you, do you go looking for it? And there certainly was circumstances that happened this year. Um, one, I remember the first game we played against Runaway Bay, I, I wasn't getting the ball, so I went looking for it. I ended up getting it off Neve mm-hmm. um, in at halfway, and with a very quick um, switch of the ball, Simi scored our first goal. Mm. So yes, this year I did find myself searching for the ball and creating things for me if I was there. Do you know yeah, what I yeah, mean? Yeah. Like I found myself going to get the ball to then create it for someone to score. Yeah, dropping a bit deeper to receive it. Yeah, to so, maintain, yeah. so that's a little challenge for me that I think that, yes, I'm in my twilight years and I totally agree with you, Linz, that I want to stay on the field for as long as possible and I know that it's, look, we've joked about it for years, that it's it's likely that at one point I'm going to have gloves on. So, yeah, oh, <laughs> absolutely. Know, I'm going to I be, finished in goal. Yeah, that's, that's what <laughs> is likely to happen. Because I feel like I have enough influence and even vocally, although the girls probably aren't always grateful for it, um, I have enough to give in that respect that it would still contribute um, while I'm on the field. But yeah, this year I I have set myself a goal to learn that position and I want to see... um, I want to see how I go in, in being graded, being looked at, in that sort of still you know i still think i have attacking to do yeah but i i I really want to learn how and as you said like i when i'm on the ball i can do something with it so i'm just going to be on the ball a little bit further back yeah what i found this year playing 10 10 a lot of the time well in div 2 is just not marked it's yeah. like a forgotten... It's like mm. you're invisible. Well, in some Div 1 then, teams, yeah, yeah as well. And then all it's the same. Of, yeah, you've just Playing got this Playing in between ability. the lines, yeah. so no one really knows That's right. who, who should be that person that mm. picks up that player. But yeah, I, I appreciate that feedback. Yeah. Um, next one is, what do you think is my strongest attribute on the field as a player and as a teammate? I love your pressing game, personally. Especially experiencing it firsthand with the Schnackers. Um, obviously... At goals, the, the space is a lot more tighter, but I have seen you do it on the 11-a-side open field game. But I love I love how you defend from the front. So knowing, knowing how to press a defender to make her move a certain way, to make her then obviously obsolete. Or, yeah. or to know, make a mistake. Exactly. Yep. So um, I think you do that really, really well. Two things happen, and I've seen it happen. One is you win the ball quite high up on the field and straight away you're on attack mode and can get a shot away. Or two, you effectively make their attack null, null and void because you've, you've pressed that person to a, a situation where they have to either go around you or go back to the goalkeeper. And yeah, you just your fitness um, with that press I think has gotten a lot better over yeah. the years that I've been involved with Musgrave. I've definitely seen it improve 
I think it's definitely something girls in Div 2, I'm hoping that are listening to this podcast, um, you know, going forward, focus on that and watch you do that during next season because it's definitely something they can pick up on. Yeah, for me, B, I think your first touch is your best attribute. I was looking I was looking over our kick around and during the, the COVID uh, period that we had down at Musgrave there, the one-on-one. Yep. Um, really put you through some paces with with that particular drill and you did absolutely magnificent when I was watching it back I thought wow you know that that was really impressive um, just in the game whether the ball comes sort of at your at your throat height or at your feet you, you can sort of get it down pretty quickly um, you know as we all get older we all get slower when we're turning when we're you know looking to maybe jump or get down whatever it is the movement is just slows down with with age but mm-hmm. you can definitely still kill the ball when it comes to you whatever height that is the hardest thing to learn in football um and that's definitely for me your strongest attribute on the field mm. so um awesome. good job and yeah. team teammates just keep talking keep talking teammates even the ones that don't like it yeah yeah, yeah. <laughs> that's yeah. It. communication is key yeah yep. communication bingo <laughs> Um, and yeah, so the last one, and we've sort of touched on this earlier in the questions, but but is there an area you would like more support from me in as the women's coordinator? What could I do better for you guys? I don't, well, I mean, for me, I don't think there's really much more you can do. I think you do an absolutely amazing job as the women's director. I mean, you look at just look at your track record over the years on how successful the women's program has been, um, not just competitively, but also socially like there are so many women's players involved with Musgrave that um, you know want to help volunteer you know they always want to go down and watch the other women's teams play it's not just a forced thing where you know um, they sort of feel obliged to go and watch the girls actually want want to come down to have an actual gen actual vested interest in mm. how the other team wants to play so they actually want to go down and support the girls yeah. um and then obviously with pre-season and i guess end of season trips and stuff like the amount of engagement from both squads is just amazing and i think that stems from the work that you put in as a women's director so i guess one i want to congratulate you on the hard work that you put in but two the answer to your question is for me i don't think there is much more that you can do because i think you're doing a great job already yeah, you pretty much got it covered, Beeb. I would personally like to uh, make sure that you keep me on my toes, yep. which you've done well for quite a you know quite a while. It's common knowledge we don't always agree, yep. and I love that. Um, it keeps me absolutely alive and very interested in how um, I go about coaching the women, and I'm always. Not always appreciative of it, but I always definitely do in the long run come around to understanding why. And um, for that, I'm thankful. So I want you to keep pushing those buttons and making sure I'm on my toes. And the same with the committee. You know, you are that voice from the girls, from ourselves to the committee. And um, for them, the same reason as I know Michelle would very much like you to, to, to stay on the ball, um, keep asking the hard questions. Mm. Keep, Michelle Schultz, the president yep. of Muzzy. Keep, yep. keep um, in the faces of those topics that, you know, of importance that you feel are, you know, are that important to, to be so diligent on. Um, so, you know, my only thing would be to just keep, keep, that, um, keep that dogged nature up and um, don't let it slip. Yeah. Um, that'd be awesome. 
Cool. Will do. Deal. Awesome. Thanks, guys. <laughs> no, no worries. worries. Look, I think that brings us to the end of um, of part one. And look, listeners out there, um, you know, this has been quite a massive part one, but I think also it's been such an enjoyable part one. Um, would you agree, Lynn? Yeah, oh, definitely. Um, absolutely one that has to be said, especially if you're a female player at Musgrave, you need to be you know, really listen to this carefully. If you've just skimmed over it, come back again. I know it's a bit of a listen, but there we really wanted to get Brooklyn on for some key topics. So, yeah, yeah thanks for spending the time, B. And you know, I like to talk. So, <laughs> yeah, <laughs> no, I, I definitely really enjoyed that that part. But look, we're we're going to take a break, and then um, yeah, we'll we'll get into part two with a with a game from you, Lins. Yep, sounds good, mate. Cool. Thanks, B. Thanks. thanks. Part two, Jace. It's game time. Game time. Um, Brooklyn has stuck around just quickly before her nail appointment, so we're just going to try and push through. Priorities. Try and push through this photo game that we've got for her. Yep. Um, listeners, what we have is a series of pixelated photos for Brooke to try to identify who the photo is. Um, uh, so what we'll do is we'll try and Brooke will try and describe what she's looking at. Um, as she's as she's looking, we're going to give her maybe you know fifteen twenty seconds. Yep. On each, we'll put a couple of photos up on Facebook too, just yeah, to yep. show people what Brooklyn has been trying to decipher. Yep. And um, we'll see how she goes, and then we'll see as the um, as the comp goes on if any div two girls can can beat her scores. So yeah, love it. How you feel, Brooke? You ready to go? Yeah, I'm ready. All right. All right. Ready to go? Yep. Jace, you go. got the first card. Here's the first one. Um, okay, I'm seeing sort of a dark background, dark hair, bit of an attitude pose. <laughs> I think it's Charlene. Correct. Oh, nice. Bloody hell, I thought this was going to be hard. You She's just, killing it. <laughs> she just one for one. It. Well, let's stop now. <laughs> <laughs> All right, next one. Okay, I'm seeing long, luscious, dark hair, blue clothes. Um, I think that's Sarah. Two from two. Oh, Lynn's. Oh. Yeah. Here's the next one. Oh, okay. Um, I think this is a tough one. Yeah, I'm getting a bit of reflection from the window. Oh, calling in the Sorry. elements. Sorry. <laughs> <laughs> um, sun's in my eyes. Oh, okay. I, I'm not seeing a lot. It's quite all the same sort of colour with a, a sort of a lighter face. Um... <laughs> Geez, I don't know for this one. Um, just trying to think. Uh, I'm going to go with George. Nope. Damn. Bam, bam. Uh -oh. Lins. Yes. It's one for the coaches, Jase. <laughs> okay. There you are. What do you reckon about that one? Okay. Yeah, I think I, I know this one. Um, and I think I, I got the last one wrong, but I think that is George. Are you sure you wouldn't want to go back to your last one? <laughs> that is correct. Well yes. done. Here we go, next one. Okay, um, it's quite a close up um, photo, this one. Um, 
a blue background, um, quite a close-up face. For this one, just trying to, I think I'm going with Helga. Nope. Oh, <laughs> <laughs> yes. You're up, Lins. We love it when you fuck up, Brooke. Yeah. I love it. <laughs> okay. There's that one there. This one's quite tough, I believe, but... Okay. This person looks naked. There's <laughs> <laughs> sort of an off-the-shoulder shirt or, or possibly a, a boob tube type thing we're going here. Um, okay, just trying to think through my teammates. Who'd be naked in <laughs> Who'd be naked or wearing not many clothes. <laughs> Um, isn't it funny how, you know, your mind goes blank at times <laughs> like these? Um, Three, yeah, two, I don't know one. for that one, sorry. Bow, bow. Bow, bow. Next one. Oh, sugar. <laughs> okay, yeah, I know this one. Yeah. Um, uh, just going off the background of this one, um, there's a, a mirror or a picture hanging in the background of this. Yeah. Um, it's Caitlin. It is. Well done. Well done. Nice work. All right, next one. Uh, <laughs> yes. Okay. Jason didn't get this one earlier in the day. Yeah, <laughs> I'll stuff this up. Yeah. All right, I've got, looks like blue, some blue clothing um, with quite a dark background. Um just trying to think. She's struggling. She's yeah, struggling, guys. Really struggling <laughs> yeah, with this seconds. one. Um, Three, two, one. I don't one, know. No, nah. oh, it's hard, guys. Next one. Um, okay, this is another hard one. Jeez, guys. Actually, I know who this is. Um, oh, confident. She's got a. I think. Please be wrong. She's got a scarf on, a red shirt, and a handbag on her shoulder, and I think it's a mirror. It is. Yes. Well done. Good job. Good job. I identified the handbag yep. in the photo, which is amazing. Uh, this one here. Ah. Oh, <laughs> you know. Uh, this person probably looks like this now. She's aged. <laughs> With the pixels. Yeah. Uh, but that is me. Yeah, <laughs> so Abel, nice. Okay, okay. Next one. This is uh, boxes of colour. <laughs> this is nothing. <laughs> this is giving me nothing. Um, I, geez, guys. Um, is that your answer, G? G. <laughs> no, I don't think it's G. Um, Look, this is another really hard one. It just looks like... Um, I'm going with Sarita. <laughs> Correct. Well yes. done. Well done. And nice. it's a blonde Sarita, by the yeah. way, guys. And that's why I sort of went with Sarita. Three There's a lot of light yeah. colours in that one. I purposely tried to put photos in that didn't look yeah. current, so... Yeah. Oh, mind. yeah. This is Rach. Well <laughs> done. Slam dunk. Yeah. Next. Um, oh, okay. This, is, this one's hard. <laughs> a lighter background. I feel like I can see the sky. Um, just trying to think back of the pictures. I think that's Leah Hall. Nope. Oh, <clears throat> yes. Love it when you get them wrong, book. Uh, 
Oh, yeah, I know go. who this is straight away. Yep, what do you got? We've got long, straight, blonde hair, and we're, we're, we're wearing a cap. It's Christina. Yeah, Beautiful. Yeah. <laughs> okay, yep. Um, I know this one. I believe this was her school formal. Um, <laughs> she had lovely silver eyeshadow. Um, really pretty earrings in and an updo. It's G. Correct. All right. How many you got I left? Got one more, oh, I got one more. I got yeah. one more as well. How's that one okay. look to you? Um, I think I know who this is. Um, which is shit if I get it wrong. <laughs> I think it's Simone. <laughs> and lucky last. Yeah, I I think I'm gonna go with Leah Hall for this one. Yeah, that's well, Leah um, Hall. And only, there's just a lot of hair. <laughs> it's a big hair photo. Yep, that's, so how did I go? Out of seventeen, Linz, how did we go? One, two, three, four, five, six, seven, eight, nine, ten yeah. out of seventeen. Okay, I'm happy with that. Not bad. Oh, I'm happy. Not bad. I'm gonna blame uh, my eyesight on <laughs> and the glare. <laughs> But I'm pretty happy with that. Yeah, that's it's not a bad effort, over I reckon. A fi- over 50%. Yeah. That's a pass. Yep. We'll have to get some other Div 2 girls onto that lens when we get them on this pod. Yep. For sure. And, um, you know, we'll give the guys a look at uh, what photos Brooke was dealing with yeah. uh, in, the, in a future post. Yep. Beautiful. All right, well, we might quickly move on to the last game, Brooke. Yep. Um, it's a very, very quick game, and it's one that's been quite a bit of a tradition with Off the Crossbar podcast. So. Yep. It's the most likely quiz, mm-hmm. so um, we're gonna we're gonna extend this to either the, any of the Div Two girls mm-hmm. or any previous players that you have played with. Obviously, yep. with the many seasons you've had with Musgrave. Yeah. Um, yeah. So first person that comes to your head, just yep. fire it off. All right. Um, here we go. The one most likely to be nutmegged. Jeez. Um... That's super hard, Mariko. Yep. <laughs> the one most likely to be late to training. Uh, Christina. <laughs> the one most likely to question coaches' decisions. Me. Hey. <laughs> <laughs> the one most likely to be sent off or sinned. Uh, Izzy. Yes. Ah, yeah. yeah, that's a good call. Yeah. She when the, when the sin bin came sin bin came in, she was the first one. Yep. Yeah. Right. The one most likely girls would say was the coach's favourite. Coach's favourite. Simone. Linz. Um, well, any. <laughs> nice. Uh, the one most likely to nutmeg someone else. KJ. Yeah, she's pretty good at the old nutties. The one most likely to make you laugh. Um, Simone. The one most likely to turn up at the wrong field. Rachel. <laughs> it's Rachel. Uh, the one most likely to take the longest to get ready pre-game. Um... This is hard. Um, I think it's Simone, only she's just so much taping. Yep. The one most likely to win a test of strength? Caitlin. Ah, yeah, good call. Uh, The one most likely to make friends with a new player? Sophia. Oh, yeah. Uh, The one most likely to miss an open goal? Me. You can say yourself. No, I didn't do it. I tell you what, first game of this year... I beat the defender, I beat the keeper, and I hit the post. Oh, And it like has great. haunted me since, <laughs> in my dreams, literally haunted me. So. The one most likely to volunteer at the club on a carnival day? Um, Mel. Yeah, yeah, she's really good at that sort of stuff, Amy. Yeah. 
Uh, the one most likely to, to drink everyone under the table. Um, look, I th yes, I'm going to say this person, but she's also under the table. And it's G. <laughs> <laughs> nice. With her Jaeger bottle. Okay. Yeah. When you got a few more there? The one most likely to deliver the perfect insult or burn. Cherie. Yeah, she's pretty good. The one most likely to score a goal on a non-dominant foot. Me. Yep. Yeah. The one most likely to win an IQ test. Lauren. The one most likely to be considered the quiet achiever. Um, in, until Tracy comes out, Sophia. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> the one most likely to be injured. Uh, KJ. <laughs> the one most likely to have difficulty understanding a new drill. Amira. Oh yeah, ripping answer. We had a mirror for a season there. Yeah. I love her, but my God. <laughs> the one most likely you'd consider to be the most gullible. Gullible. Simone. <laughs> <laughs> the one most likely to win Golden Boot for the team next year. Um, I'm going to say G. The one most likely everyone has agreed shown the biggest improvement. Um, for this one, I'm going to go... Um, Amira. The one most likely to forget their boots. <laughs> Jess Barham. <because laughs> yeah. Oh, actually, I have forgotten my boots in Canungra. Oh, <laughs> that's a bad one. Yeah, I had to wear a size five boot and I'm a nine for the whole Jesus. game. Scratch the toes. Yeah. yeah. But Jess is a good shout. Jess, yes. I was there for that yeah. many times. The one most likely to be regarded as an honest player. Um, Rachel. The one most likely you'd want to exchange talent with. Exchange talent with Sarita. The one most likely goalkeepers fear most during a shooting drill. Um, this is hard. To be honest, Simone, she at training. Um, she can hit She she really and <clears throat> and the pens. Um, I I know I've answered Simone for a couple, but no know, no yeah, that's good that's good yep yeah. yep. Yeah. The one most likely to score from halfway. Score from halfway. KJ. The one most likely to avoid a header. Me. <laughs> <laughs> Lastly, the one most likely to be first to register next season. Already am. <laughs> <laughs> Love it. A few, few new questions in there, Lens. I like it. It was really good. Yeah, um, actually, yeah, there were the additions there through Mel. Mel sent us through a few more yep. to add yep. on. So thanks for that, Mel. Thanks, Mel. That's, um, that's great. But yeah, keep them coming if you like them, yep. guys. Yep. Well done, B. Yeah. Um, yeah, that's so, Yeah. A couple of, couple of good games there for you to have a crack at. But I think you did pretty well, I think. Yeah. Oh, yeah, I, I, I expected the, as much. Yeah, yeah. the questions are, are hard. Like, you know, obviously I do spend more time or have spent more time with some people than others. So, yep. um, you know, it, it is definitely you have to say the first person that comes to your mind. And sometimes it is that it's a couple, the same person a couple of times. So, oh, yeah. yeah. Oh, definitely. Yeah. yeah. No problem. Yeah. Well, that was nice and quick, which is, you know, unlike part one. So that's great. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> but um, yeah, that'll that'll end part two. Um, so I, I'm not sure if, um, Brooke, you have time for, for part three. We'll, we'll see how we go. We'll but see if, how we go. If not... Um, you might be here. You yeah. might not when yeah. we return. But we might take a quick break. <laughs> and uh, yeah, we'll, we'll see you soon. Great. Thanks, Thanks guys. Thanks, Lens.
from the archives love that wide world of sports from Billy Birmingham the 12th man <laughs> um, so we're going to rip through part three whilst we're still got B here yep. um, Linz and we're going to do a goals recap on the schnackers yep it's a good opportunity to to get a little bit of info on the schnackers when we focus on the women's most of the time at goals so uh, without the, the women playing in the in the last round with the with the weather um, the Schnackers got a game in, so we can focus on that game and um, you know talk a bit about them. Yeah, so um, we played against uh, fifth-placed Pathetic Athletic, which was um, a bit of a combination of Broadbeach Premier League men and I think their partners. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Um, you know, we had a couple of omissions in our squad limbs. Yeah, we did. We, we were missing uh, Brooklyn herself and uh, Beck. Where were you, Brooke? Um, I was actually at White Christmas watching Foghorn Leghorn dance, um, uh, a choreographed uh, dance routine, and then uh, watching the joy in my young son's eyes <laughs> as the parade went past. So, uh, sorry, guys. No, have, you got, have you got the team members for Schnackers? Can you let the listeners know who that might be? be? Yeah, so um, this particular game, we had um, the original members... Jason, Lindsay, Reese in goals, Ginge, who's a, a new addition this year, Mel, Cherie, um, away was myself and, and Beck, Brenton's chucking a sickie, <laughs> and um, we had Evie from Div 1 um, make her cameo. Yep. Uh, Evie, once you're in, you're in. <laughs> um, I know firsthand. <laughs> that situation. That's, the, that's how it goes. Yep. <laughs> We, uh, we notched up a resounding 6-0 win there, Linz. Yep. Um, surprisingly, though, nil all at half-time. Yeah, it was a little bit of a cagey sort of game. Their keeper was very good. Yeah. Um, he saved a lot of shots. In, in essence, their boys were excellent and the girls weren't. Yep. So, um, With no, obviously, disrespect to them, but yeah, they yeah, definitely that would... weren't on the same level as the, the, the women's players that yeah, we generally have in the Schnackers. Yeah, I mean, I think that's where we got them. Um, but yeah, just on on a player of the match, Jace, have you got uh, anyone that you'd like to award that to? Um, or? yeah, I think I think I want to give it to Ginge. Uh, oh, really? Uh, th- yeah, that week he I thought he did really really well um, in an attacking sense. The week before he um, he got himself a hat trick, yep. but I think this game he, he still got himself two goals this game, but um. Yeah, I think I think he played really really well that game. What about yep. you? No, I think Ginge is a good call. I think Reese had a good game to clear up a clean sheet as well. So, yep. um, yeah, it was nice. Oh, we have a a visitor oh, creeping hello. up the stairs. Hello, <laughs> Elise. How are we? Good. How are you? Yeah, good. Good. Just uh, finishing off our uh, our podcast here. Yeah. Yeah. So. Hello, everyone. Yeah. So yeah, we've just got a couple more minutes, um, and then we'll we'll shoot Brooke off. Yeah. Um, yeah, any points from, from that game, Linz? 
Uh, I just oh, wanted... Well, before you start, you had a player match, didn't you? Um, well, I, I went with Reese uh, as, as a keeper, I suppose. Yep. Um, I'll give him that one. Don't give him much credit on this program ever, but I'll, <laughs> I'll, I'll, I'll hand him that one. Um, I just thought Evie had a, a really involved game for her first game as a schnacker. Yeah, she, re- she killed it. You know, she gets so involved as a player up and down, um, touches the ball a lot, gets involved a lot. Um, was super important to, to the win. Um, Any points from that game? Uh, I don't really, you know, think so in terms of like, um, you know, what what we could have really echoed as, as highlights. We really were in control from, from the go to O. Um, Mel has definitely improved playing every week. She's um, finding space up front and looking more now to assist and shoot as often as she can. Yep. I think Cherie's front third pressure um, often leads to errors um, in, in their back half as well. And she, she proved yet again that pressure, especially in the second half, the goals started flowing. Yeah. I think Mel as well, just from the games that I've played, um, obviously she's like quite broken, but somehow yeah. you know, she's, <laughs> she's doing great. You wouldn't even really know. But, um, you know, she's really focusing. And I know when I sort of move up front with her, um, she's really using her strength of, of being sort of more to one side to combat the injury as well so yep. that she can still contribute quite, quite significantly to the, the game. But she's, she's obviously mindful. Yeah, she's being um, smart about it. Yeah, yeah. that's right. Yeah, yeah Ginger's in good goal-scoring form as well. He's banging him in from everywhere at the moment. So yeah. um, in his first season as a schnacker, he's really contributing heavily. Mm. Um, there was an incident where I would not like to talk about, but um, well, you might not like to talk about it. But I'm pretty sure from um, you know the 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 crowd that were down there, so Brenton and Doz, um, and obviously our our Schnackers teammates. Um, there was a you know a counter attacking situation where Lindsay found some amazing space up front. Oh my god! I think I received the ball quite deep in midfield with my back my back to goal and my back to Linz, and I thought to myself. You know what? I think I'm on here for the old back heel. Yeah. And, Is uh, anyone ever really on for the back heel? Everyone's on for a back heel. Oh, okay. <laughs> wait, Linz, didn't you do a back heel a couple of weeks ago? Uh, no, I didn't, Brooke. Did. We put that down to a flick. No, I didn't. Is it a flick? I guarantee you it was a flick. <laughs> Off the crossbar podcast, guys, on Facebook. Feel free to drop a comment and tell us if you think that was a flick or a back heel. Brenton? I was disgusted, Jason. <laughs> I um, went straight off. And I let Brenton and, and Doris have it in no uncertain terms, and they copped the brunt of the frustration that was the back heel. Look, it made my night, so. <laughs> I can just picture Lindsay walking off the field, getting his bag, walking the whole way down the path, getting in the car, yeah. locking the car. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> oh, yeah. I think um, one, one of my other favourite moments from that game was definitely um, one of their, I think the really tall yeah. player um, from the Broadbeach men's prems that was on the field at the time. He was actually brought down twice, once by Evie um, yeah. <laughs> with a really good 50-50 challenge and again by by Cherie, um, you know, with, yeah. with that pressure that she put on him. And then I think I think he got nutmeg twice in a space of five minutes by them both. Yeah. <laughs> He didn't have the best little period of the game and he was not too happy about yeah, it either. I think unfortunately, and we've said this before, unfortunately when we go up against some of the men, they they don't expect, because I suppose some of the females on the other mixed teams maybe aren't players, 
Um, so you don't get as much of a um, competition with them. So mm. I think sometimes they might go into it like, oh, the girl's coming at me. Mm. Um, and then it's Cherie and see you later. Yeah. Um, so I think, yeah, maybe maybe they were sort of expecting uh, the girls to, to not be... Uh, as difficult as they were. Yeah, yeah. that's true. And, and uh, one of the girls on their team actually was struck by Reese, um, full on like dog move, <laughs> full brunt of a of a long range shot from Reese. And that that poor girl, every time the ball went near her, the rest of the game, she was shying away yeah. and, and flinching. Yeah. Um, uh, I just want to say a massive <clears throat> thanks to Doz for coming down to watch. Um, you know, she comes down every week. Um, you know, along with the other teams on the Monday night, she turns up, you know, always supporting the girls as well. Yep. So, yeah, massive thanks to you, Doz. Hopefully yep. we can get some more people down. Yeah. yeah, no, she's a cracker down there. We definitely missed uh, B's ability to hit the back of the net and attract defenders' attention, B. So you were missed on the night, even though, even though we got the 6-0 win. <laughs> um, so, yeah, uh, definitely missed your influence there. Yeah. Yeah, I think I, I've quite enjoyed, as I've said, playing the mixed and... Um, I think Jason, you and I a couple of times have had a good connection around the front where I remember there was one you were sort of in the in the middle yeah. um, and, and the gates of heaven we said a couple <laughs> of times sort of opened up and I sort of walked through the middle and, and through it came or as you said before, um, just giving me those instructions that I do have time and I think for that other particular time, I just stood there when you said I had time and mm. stood there and stood there and then they started coming towards me and I looked at you and you were just standing there on your own. I was like, <laughs> oh, here, have the ball. <laughs> it, was a, it was a good play. And uh, Laney's encouragement and defensive urgency uh, was, was always missed um, and, you know, she missed out last week. So yeah. that, it was <clears throat> definitely, you know, uh, something that, is never taken for granted by us and the Schnackers how good she is on the ball. Yeah. yeah. Um, and But just her defensive urgency at goals <clears throat> is something that... Yeah, it's really impressive, isn't yeah, it? Yeah, yeah, she she's gets around. and she's back quick. Yeah. yeah. Um, do you have our next game there, B? Yeah, so um, currently we're, we are sitting in fourth with two games in hand. We, we did miss the one for Prezzo. Yep. And, and then your dip, dip one. End of, end of season. End of season trip. So... Yep. I'm keen to, to catch up on those ones. I'm a bit gutted we didn't have those ones. Um, but um, we are playing against... Fifth place. Yeah, fifth place, A, B, C, D, E, F, C. Original. Easier to say than... Uh, a fast log. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> um, which, of course, is the women's goals team that I'm in. Yeah. Um, I will come up with an easier way to say that, I'm sure. <laughs> Um, but we're playing Friday, January 15th at 8.20, if you can bring your pom-poms, guys. Yeah. yeah. Now, Schnackers are back on the 15th. Yeah. So, um, look, that brings us nearly to the end of the podcast, but we might quickly get a mixed goals team from you, um, Brooklyn, as we've got um, other guests from previous podcasts to do. So um, make your ultimate fantasy team. You have restrictions, though. So you have to name three players from the Div 1 squad from the 2020 season, mm -hmm. three players from the Div 2 squad from the 2020 season, and then two um, male players. Um, could be any one of the coaching members from the current season or from previous seasons you've played in. Right, okay. So this is hard, but also easy because we've got so, so many great players. But for me, they're standouts. Um, Cherie is my best friend. She's <laughs> in every team yep. forever. Um, she just works so hard at goals. So Cherie, Beck, 
also in both of the goals teams I play in, so I can't leave her out. She just works really hard and is always good um, good for a goal. Um, and Bree. Uh, we played Bree's yep. goals team in women's um, the other day, and she's just a she's just a she's menace. a weapon. She's Just, an absolute weapon. Yeah. Such a beast. Yeah, so... Um, <laughs> Good choices. I'd be happy to have Brie in my team and not against me. Yeah. Um, from Div 2, um, I've gone uh, KJ, um, who plays in in the um, women's uh, goals team as well yep. uh, with me. Sarita, who's had some cameos as our ninth man for the women's goals one. And also Rachel, who plays in the Life's a Pitch yep. goals uh, women's team. So... That's who I'd have cool. uh, from Div 2. Coaches was really hard. Yeah. <laughs> Look, I, I really went with loyalty here. Good. And I knew Lindsay would appreciate that. Oh, you've made him the happiest. I, but I thought, I, you know, I'd throw in that you and I, I feel, have a connection on the goals pitch. You yes, and I, Jason. means nothing. <laughs> Telepathic. But I really went loyal to here to not ruffle so what we're saying is we know Mishu really wants to pick Linz but that's alright we'll let her pick who she's that is the biggest backhanded compliment I've ever it's a compliment sandwich um so for for the the men's coaches um look I left Lundy out because he knocks people out and he'll be injured in the first five minutes yeah um so um I went with Linz yep um I feel like I need that sort of... Um, drive. I wouldn't say drive, no. <laughs> <laughs> Experience is the word I'd use. You've got to find someone to back you too. Guidance. <laughs> she means drive. And I need someone, I need someone who's going to swear and get in trouble for it. Yeah, so yeah. Well, I need right. someone that's going to let call. out the frustration, pick get told right. off for it. Pick so the right person yeah, there. So I went for Lindsay. <laughs> Um, and and I went. Um, my second choice is. Um, I just don't know how you can have anyone else in goals. The wall for goals. Spider Man. That the, is the brick with eyes. Reese. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. So Linz and Reese are my are my two. Um, Good team. Yeah. yeah. Good team. I'd like to see anyone take us on. Yeah. yeah. No, that that definitely looks like a. Formidable team. Yep. Linz. Yep, like um, it. But yeah, I guess that brings us to the end, Linz, of a, you know, I guess a very special um, podcast, the last one for the year. Yep. Great effort today. Thanks, B, for your time. That's okay. Yeah. No problem. Thanks, Thanks for coming for down, me. B. I definitely think we'd, you know, hopefully get you on another one um, soon. Um, yeah, get you. Get your rain again. Yeah, yeah, and um, see what you think as we get into the yeah. preseason. Yeah, nice. But uh, look, with that, we we wish everyone obviously a very merry Christmas. Um, hopefully, you all stay safe and sound, yep. enjoy yourselves, um, you know, and have a really really enjoyable New Year, Lins. That's it, and keep the feedback coming. We'd love to hear it. Yeah, yep. Facebook. Um, yeah, drop a drop a comment. Give us a like. Send a question if you'd like us to answer it um, during future podcasts. And obviously, as you heard from the start of our podcast. The heavenly gates have opened. Spotify have now included us. Yep. So we're on Spotify, SoundCloud, and iTunes. That's right. So get yourselves listening, guys, and uh, we'll catch up with you very shortly. Beautiful. Yep. See you on the 3rd of Jan. Cheers. <laughs> See you, guys. Thanks, B. If I were a lion and you were a tuna, I would swim out in the middle of the ocean and freaking eat you. And then I'd bang your tuna girlfriend. <laughs> okay. First off, a lion? 
swimming in the ocean? Lions don't like water. If you'd placed it near a river or some sort of fresh water source, that makes sense. But you find yourself in the ocean, 20-foot waves, I'm assuming it's off the coast of South Africa, coming up against a full-grown 800-pound tuna with his 20 or 30 friends, you lose that battle. You lose that battle nine times out of ten. And guess what? You've wandered into our school of tuna, and we now have a taste of lion. We've talked to ourselves. We've communicated yeah. and said, you know what? Lion tastes good. Let's go get some more lion. We've developed a system to establish a beachhead and aggressively hunt you and your family. And we will corner your your pride, your children, your How offspring. You do that? We will construct a series of breathing apparatus with kelp. We'll be able to trap certain amounts of oxygen. It's not going to be days at a time, but an hour, hour 45, no problem. That will give us enough time to figure out where you live, go back to the sea, get more oxygen, and then stalk you. You just lost your own game. You're outgunned and outmanned. Did that go the way you thought it was going to go?